If uh, the, the aliens like manufactured you to be uh, a nah. mixed martial arts fighter, they're like, let's see if we could just turn. This I'm sure. Into would, a bad it, I'm sure if it would have happened, I would have been much better than than, than this. Much know? better than this. You're the fucking champion. What are yeah, you talking but about? if I would be alien manufacturer, I would be a <laughs> Superman. You know. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, aliens, Martians, any conscious being tuning into the podcast. I welcome you to episode 18 of Martian Mixed Martial Arts. Today, I uh, bring you a guest from the other side of the flat earth, my man Gugabe. What's up, my man? Not much. How are you? Great, man. Uh, excited to do the podcast. You know, talk about some uh, some odds for these uh, these very boring fights, and uh, you know, talk about the fights from last weekend, and uh, you know, just just uh, chat about uh, MMA for a while. Um, yeah, so, sounds uh, good to me. Starting it off with the uh, UFC 224. Um, surprisingly amazing card. Uh, I don't know if you thought the same, but on, on paper, I was looking at this thing and I was, you know, honestly kind of bored for the first time making the podcast last week because the fights were just so uh, boring. But then, holy shit, man, I think this might have been the card of the year. Yeah, I probably agree. So, I was expecting it to be entertaining, but not necessarily like relevant. Like, yeah, nobody from that. Was like what three guys from that fight from that card will ever fight for a title? Uh, like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it, yeah, good action card. Definitely a lot of fi- um, a lot of finishes, a lot of n- no. very very few decisions. Uh, not like you said, like not too many implications come from it. Like no no one in like the top like. Uh, I mean, a couple people were in the top 15 who won, but not really. But uh, starting it off with uh, the first fight, uh, Marcus Perez versus uh, James uh, Bocinovic. Uh, Perez, you know, was a pretty big favorite in the fight, and he ended up, uh, you know, dominating like he thought he would. And uh, and ended up getting that choke in the first round. Uh, not too, not too excited. Probably the least notable, uh, memorable fight uh, of the card, honestly. Yeah, decent value on the sub prop. It was like three point one to one, and you know, <laughs> take that if they give it to you. Yeah, yeah, that's um, that's good. That's plus plus two thirty, uh, right? That... Uh, plus two ten, plus two ten. I think. Okay, yeah. I think that's... it closed at like plus one sixty, but it was going to happen. It was pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, did you bet that? Yeah, nice. I actually had a submission. I actually had a submission round robin. So like, just this like big parlay of all the submissions on the card, it made like. It hit like past sixty six hundred or something. Wow! Yeah, had, like, I know. Perez, four, four, Dern, four subs, right? Just they've had like eight different submissions on there. If they happened, it just kept increasing the accumulator. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. A kind of like a parlay. I I understand the concept of round robins. I don't know how to make them, and I don't want to. I don't know. I always saw uh, Easy Flyer uh, doing them yeah. all the time, and he he yeah. he always would try to explain them to me, and I kind of got the idea of it. But but uh, you know, they're uh, they're those things are. Uh, definitely cash out if you get 60, plus 6600 that's awesome um yeah you know I, I might have spoke too soon about the least noticeable fight because uh, i think the next one was kind of boring too but after that i swear every fight was amazing um uh, ramazan Amiv, uh unanimous decision over alberto minia losing uh alberto minia's undefeated record so i guess that's kind of exciting but i think uh Amiv was the minus two minus 210 favorite i think he closed that yes 
So somewhere uh, around though. Yeah, so a pretty pretty expected uh, for him to get the win. Uh, not too exciting. Uh, do you remember anything yeah. about that fight? Honestly, I kind of remember it being a wrestle wrestling fest. Or, I don't know. Uh, it may have just kept coming forward. It wasn't really like wrestle fucking him. He just he just put the pace on him really. Nice. I mean, he couldn't hang cardio and just wasn't as good as him. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a decent fight. It wasn't like a terrible fight. It just, I don't know, just the Maeve dominated. Yeah, true. I mean, he took two, two years before his last fight. It's kind of kind of hard to come back from looking like that, uh, from a, a layoff like that, unless you're really elite, like Dominic Cruz or something like that. But uh, honestly, uh, Amiv looked, uh, you know, pretty solid. I don't think he's ready for any uh, anybody, uh, maybe around top 15 next. But uh, welterweight, I mean, is so stacked, so... Uh, next fight is uh, Jack Hermosin versus Talos Latis, and oh, man, this one this one was the first uh, amazing fight of the night. So uh, Talos was not beat, not like beating the brakes off of Hermosin, but you know, pretty win- winning uh, pretty concisively. I think it was two rounds to one. Oh uh, no, no, no! I think Hermosin might have won the first, right? And then yeah, latest, I think he did. Latest won the second. Uh, I think he was uh, latest was on his way to winning. Uh, the third, he had a uh, top position on him, but then Hermosin just reversed it somehow and ended up getting landing some nasty ground and pound and uh, knocked a. Uh, it, it was a TKO, but I think it was yeah, more TKO, of a TKO. TKO seemed like more of a knock. I mean, he was pretty out. Uh, Talos, he was really, really, uh, you know, not really responding. Yeah. To vicious ground and pound. Kind of surprised me to be honest. They just, they just all fell. Up. Talos just fell apart. Like he had complete domination for the second and like most of the third round, and just. Hermanson just gets mount and come on, it's 2018. What the hell does? Yeah, well, I think that's. Well, where's the, part- the last time you saw like just a straight up mounted TKO? Yeah, I mean that's that's a that's I mean 2018 is part part of the problem for Talos Latis. He's so uh, so old. Uh, I mean 36, yeah. but fight years. Come on, he's he's got uh, 36 fights. So uh, I mean he also has lost uh, five out of his last seven. Uh, it's probably, I mean, he might get one more opportunity yeah. just out of like, uh, you know, courtesy for being in the UFC for so long. But, uh, after, yeah. after, you know, having that win in his hand and it's slipping out like that, I, 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 I would question if he even had the motivation to, uh, train for another fight. Uh, that one's a heartbreaker. Yeah. I'd say just fading for Eric Anders or something like that. Eric Anders, um, who else? Maybe Vittori or something. Yeah, uh, some guy coming off a loss who can use a momentum, I guess. Yeah, that we would definitely definitely had to fade him in that fight because I think he was only like plus one fifty in this fight, or, uh, somewhere around there. He, he opened the evens and he ended up like plus one sixty when he went back to like evens. Like it closed pretty close. Oh uh, yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, I remember seeing that fight. Uh, I I think uh, I saw it open and I just placed the uh, I don't know point four units on uh, the latest and I kind of I kind of regretted it later in the week and. Uh, I was uh, shocked, like he said, when uh, you know he was winning, and then even more shocked when he was, uh, uh, you know, knocked out. But I wasn't mad about the loss because it was it was so crazy of a comeback. Um, but uh, yeah, Matt, also, it's like a broken rib. You know, I mean, you can't really. Yeah, he was winning because of the broken rib. Oh yeah, like that's, he was right. that's right. That was even more impressive. He broke his rib in the se- like he was wincing in pain in the second. I think it was, and then he ended up, or maybe it was the third. Uh, uh, either way, he uh, he ended up coming. He ended up coming back and uh, winning uh, by a knockout. So it was in- incredible that he did that with a broken rib. Uh, next fight was uh, Warlin, uh Warley Alvarez uh, defeated uh, Sultan Sultan, Sultan Aliyev uh, by uh, TKO after the second round. Um, 
it, you know, it's, he wasn't that dominant of a performance. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, a close first round, and Warley was definitely getting the better of the second. But he just had one punch uh, against. Uh, it was he was clinching them and just had kind of like a rabbit punch, uh, not to the back of the head, but to the eye. And it's, I don't know what it, what happened, but it, it it smashed something in his eye and it swelled. Uh, he had yeah. a he had a hem, it was a hematoma or some swelling that just uh, shut his eye like instantly. It was uh, pretty insane. Yeah, the orbital bone goes and just. Pfft. Yeah, I yeah, mean the orbital. If you break your orbital, just, that just happens exactly as hell. Yeah, I mean they uh they uh I mean they were saying on the commentary that they they're gonna take a hard look at this one before they stop it and. Yeah. Uh, you know, they ended up they ended up stopping it. So, uh, did you yeah. were you on uh, his money line or inside the distance? I right? was on Alves inside the distance. Like, yeah, it worked out pretty well in the end. But yeah, I that, actually, I actually, Aliyev looked like he was going to get a go to a decision. Honestly, that was just kind of weird. Like, how quick did the eye blow up? It was like two minutes, three minutes. Yeah, it was in the second. You like, know, usually I... it takes like a round or two to just slowly, slowly, slowly. Well, that one was just bang. Yep, <laughs> you, you you were worried in the second round that it was like, ah, oh, shit, I lost on the decision, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like, think you know, Alves is clearly winning, but I think I placed like a couple dollars on the Alves inside the distance, like right before the fight started, just to you know not be because you know can't live bet the prelims, and not be not be bored. Yeah. So uh, yeah, and true. and halfway through that fight, I was like you said, I was I was thinking that my inside the distance was uh, fucked, but then uh, yeah. t- you know once I saw his eye though after the second round, I got I I think I knew that it was done. Um, but uh, next fight, so you know, pretty pretty good prelims for uh, not having to, uh, any. Uh, I guess they had uh, you know some decent names, but not too much. Yeah, decent. Yeah, okay. I've seen worse. This week's is gonna be worse. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh yeah, definitely, definitely by yeah. by a long shot. So uh, next fight was uh, I don't even I don't know what to even call this guy. Uh, Zaleski dos Santos, I guess you call him. But I don't. They yeah. put they put him on the odds books as uh, Ilatu Zaleski or something, don't they? Or, yeah. Yeah. I think- can't really. Can't it's really it's like the Brazilians; they just like pick around him. That I'm not. Sure. I think Zaleski might be a nickname or something. I'm not sure. Okay, yeah. Because like a lot of them just all like have a nickname they have on top of their normal name. Like Jacare is like Ronaldo Souza. Yeah. Well, this one says it's Capoeira is his nickname, and this is his full. It's a. I don't know. Maybe he has two. He has yeah. a stepdad or something like that. You know. But uh, regardless, uh, Sean, he was taking on Sean Strickland, and this fight had you know decision written all over it. It, it was. Uh, <laughs> What like almost three to one to uh to go to decision right? Yeah, just about. And uh, to our surprise, yeah. I mean Strickland is low output. You know, sticks to a jab. Uh, doesn't really, you know, moves a doesn't really circle the cage too much. It's just a really slow paced fighter. And uh, out of nowhere, Zaleski uh, landed a beautiful spinning back kick and rocked Strickland. And uh, Dos Santos went in for the kill after that. And amazing, amazing knockout. Uh, I lost my shit when I saw it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, it was a great knockout. I think Strickland was Strickland looked like he was just so slightly winning it. Then just Les, Leski hit the massive kick, and I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, 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 I felt like Str- I felt like Strickland was. You know, you rematch that a hundred times. I think Strickland wins most of them because Strickland just seemed to be winning part of that. And you know, how many fucking spinning back kicks you got in you? Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, that's the best, that's the best knockout you can get, I think. Uh, it's so rare. Exactly, I mean, yeah. you see, you know, you see some guys who specialize in uh, spinning back elbows, like uh, uh, Gaston Bolaños, and, you know, it's, it's, it's a fairly common strike, you know, uh, 
you even get a lot of fluky spinning back uh, fists, but spinning back kicks, man, they're they're rare and they're, uh, you know, the, the capoeira nickname just lives up to the potential because, uh, man, that was uh, had a capoeira form like written all over it. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's a beautiful knockout. I'm not, you know, not dying knockout. Just, you know, it just came out of nowhere. It was crazy. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, um, honestly, did he, did, he didn't get performance of the night, did he? Which is weird. Like, yeah, that knockout was great. I, I, I like the Machida knockout, but I felt that one was better. Yeah, I think, just, but you know, uh, I, ima- I imagine that uh, the Dana wrote some extra checks to this card because oh, I mean, Hermasin, that that comeback was uh, insane. I don't know how Olinik got a fucking performance of the night for choking out that bum, but uh, we'll we'll, we'll uh, tear into that uh, next. But yeah. we have one fight before that. Uh, Davi Ramos taking on uh, Nick Hine. Uh, you know, again, I think this fight had you know uh, two point five or somewhere around there uh, to uh, yeah. to one to go to decision, and uh, to uh, again surprising first round finish in this one. Uh, I don't remember how it got to the ground, but eventually Davi Ramos was able to choke Nick Hine out. Uh, do you? I think it was a single leg or something. I think like Ramos clinched up, tried for takedown, got stuffed. Then he just grabbed a single leg in transition and just you know he's like a. He's like a fourth degree black belt, isn't he? He's, he's pretty high level black belt. Yeah, and yeah, he's, I he's mean, won like he's won like a no gear world champ. Yeah, he's no, Davi Ramos is really legit as a jiu jitsu guy, so he just drives what he can get, like David Myers style, and got the sub pretty much. Yeah, I mean Nick Hine is also, I mean, really skilled on the ground, black belt in judo, but um, he's only a purple belt in jiu jitsu, so I'm um, those uh, grappling accolades you were talking about really uh, outweighed uh, Nick Hine's purple belt. Um, but a lot of also, people, a lot of people were expecting him to have trouble getting high into the ground because he has such a solid uh, judo base and uh, pretty good wrestling game showed in his uh, fights before. I mean, he had a pretty high takedown de- uh, percentage, takedown defense percentage. Um, so, uh, but a pretty good performance from uh, Davi Ramos, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a great performance. A quick, easy choke. Um, yeah, he's looking like the real deal. Yeah. Yeah, that level jiu jitsu, it's lightweight or featherweight. Uh, it's lightweight. Uh, lightweight, I think. Yeah, I mean that's the, that's the best. Di- this... That's the best uh, division to uh, have that uh, good jujitsu. I mean, I mean, look at the, yeah. the top of the division. You have Khabib, who's a ground guy. Uh, Tony's ground guy, and uh, Kevin Lee, who's ground guy. Yeah, oh, Mc- right. McGregor, McGregor, McGregor's obviously not really his weak, but his weakness is a ground guy. You know, so yeah, uh, he would uh, match up well. I mean, he has a lot of work to do. Uh, I mean, but two wins in a row over Gritschmacher, who uh, you know. Hit, that win looks a lot better now than uh, before. Even though he didn't look too great in that fight, you know, kind of, kind of uh, gassed a little bit. But after Gritschmacher uh, beat the shit out of Lozon, that win yeah. definitely holds a lot more, uh, a lot more clout. So, uh, yeah. pretty good performance. Yeah. Next I think fu- Gritschmacher. That was more like Lozon just being dead than it was really Gritschmacher oh, yeah. showing much more. Just Lozon's done. Man, that yeah, that was sad. Uh, I was, yeah. you know, I was at that fight uh, in yeah. Brooklyn and. Uh, I was, I was, Lausanne was like the reason I got into UFC really because I was, I was, you know, pretty big like uh, video game guy watching like Call of Duty yeah. videos and so was he and he was always on uh, like video game podcasts so I started watching his UFC fights and started watching the UFC overall so first time I got to see him and I was like, I was freaking uh, cheering so loud like during his introduction and he was just getting his ass handed yeah. to him and these uh these two jackass like russian guys like kept like look laughing la- looking back at me and like laughing at me uh so that was kind of a bummer 
That was but, on Kabib, Kabib I, versus Arquinterrat. Yeah. Or? Yep. Brooklyn. Ah, uh, fair enough. Yeah, Brooklyn. Uh, so yeah, I remember that. That was uh, but I mean, I I kind of wanted them to stop the fight after like the first round, and that oh. second round was just a slaughter. And uh, yeah. man, so um, next fight. I had a small play. Oh, no, 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 no. I want to, I want to hear what you said. What you said. I had a small play on Gritzmarker in the third, so I was kind of pissed off it got stopped there, but I, you know, it had to be stopped there. <laughs> true, true. And I was just like, come on, guys. It was like plus 1,600 or something. <laughs> Were you on his money line by any chance, too? He was a dog in that fight. Uh, Gritz, yeah, I took him. He was like plus 150, I think. He yeah. Was, was a small dog, and I was just like, come on. Thinking back, thinking back on it, how was Lozon a favorite, right? Because he's Joe Lozon. Everybody loves Joe Lozon. Yeah, public money's huge in MMA. That's true, but I, th- I think he was actually Still, uh, yeah. I think he was actually a dog against Guida, if I'm correct. Oh, that that fight was crazy. I got Clay Guida knocking him the fuck out. We, yeah, like who, I, I like who Joe Lazo, but I was on Guida, but I was like Guida's gonna win by twenty nine twenty eight in an ugly decision. I wasn't expecting him to fucking knock him out. True. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time Guida like one shotted somebody? Come on. Yeah, well, yeah, it wasn't just a TKO. It was he just knocked him the fuck out? That was crazy. <laughs> Uh, but but then you know, getting back to Grissmacher, I mean, you got to think that he doesn't hit too hard because he he hit Lozon about a hundred, hundred, hundred and fifty times in two rounds and still couldn't knock him down really. Yeah, um, he, he was getting yeah, he, he was screwed. He was obviously damaged, but yeah, he just wasn't doing much. Anyway, uh, next fight. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Alexi Olenek uh, choking out uh, Junior Albini with an Ezekiel choke. Who would have thought? Um, Man, I, I stayed away from this fight because they're t- they're two really unreliable, uh, you know, guys. You know, at heavyweight, you know, heavyweights are obviously you never very, uh, never know which one you're gonna get sometimes. But uh, you know, Olenek looked pretty pretty stiff in his fight against uh, Walt not not Walt Harris, uh, Curtis Blades at two seventeen, and Albini looked really bad against uh, Andrzej Arlovski coming off five, five straight losses. Uh, uh, I don't remember which event that was, but pretty recently, uh, was just unable to make any changes in that fight and just got outworked on the feet entirely. Uh, and uh, in this fight, didn't really last long. Don't remember the first 90 seconds of it, but uh, Olenek, you know, just wrapped him up uh, with one arm on the feet, uh, sunk the other arm in for the uh, Ezekiel position, uh, kind of got it on the feet, and then, you know, f- dropped to his back and uh, finished it from the guard. Uh, his like twelfth uh, Ezekiel choke in MMA history—it's in- insane. Like nobody else knows how to do this choke but him. Uh, but he's just the master of it. Uh, so did you have any action on this fight? Yeah, I was on Atlantic low-level heavyweights. Always dog or pass. Just never take a favorite if they're <laughs> unranked or if they're like under number ten heavyweight. Just don't. Yeah. Um, by the sounds, actually, by the sounds of it, you must have made a kill, and you're uh, you're doing so. Yeah. I had my like best card of the year last week actually. Nice. I made about yeah about two three grand. Really? Not too bad. No, yeah, not not too bad at all. Um, yeah. Especially for uh, you know your expectations going into the night. You know you had to you probably no. had to feel good about the bets, but <laughs> excitement level probably wasn't too high. Um, oh yeah, I was expecting I was expecting a bunch of finishes. I was expecting you know a bunch of fun fights. Just no, you know, I want to see something relevant. Kind of like most of these guys aren't really going to go on and do anything. Yeah, and uh, in uh, in uh, Australia, you have uh, live betting in between in the rounds, right? Like, 
Oh, yes, we can. Not for prelims usually, but we do get the opportunity. Like, sometimes you can make a killing, like um, Machida over Eric Anders. Yep. Coming into the round, end of round four. Yeah, it was plus 700. Or, um, what's his name? Sayens versus Mirab Javash. Yep. It was like fucking plus 890 coming into the last round there. And I was like, Mirab has done no damage. Yeah, uh, scoring 10 takedowns and losing the fight or something like that. 12, I think it was. 12 takedowns. Yeah, he was completely rolling around, but he just wasn't doing anything with it. He was just sitting there. Yeah, Frankie Sands is on the card uh, this next, this up uh, upcoming weekend. That'll be an uh, interesting one to analyze because he's not he's not very good either. But, uh, um, yeah, that's uh, those we don't get, you know, we get in between, uh, in between rounds in America a lot, and, you know, that's okay. Yeah. But, uh, you know, during the rounds, you know, you can – you know your expertise. Uh, when you see someone get a takedown, you can just hit that line real quick, and you because yeah. you know, like like Darren Elkins, Michael Johnson. I bet when you the second Elkins took uh, Johnson down, uh, in between everybody in between who could bet in the rounds was like, oh, it's over. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that, was, that was just weird how badly Michael Johnson blew up. I mean, Michael Johnson survived three rounds underneath Khabib. Then goes to pieces <laughs> in thirty seconds against Elkins. Yeah, that's what, I, I mean. That's a that's kind of a, a, a more of a knock on Khabib, honestly. I think I think Khabib's uh, submission game needs a lot of work, uh, and that's just yeah. evidence of it. Uh, you know, I was actually uh, my uh, other Australian friend uh, Will uh, was I was talking to him uh, during those fights, and it was uh, one of the first fights I talked. Uh, I listened like talked to him live during the fight and michael johnson had a 10-8 round in the first uh elkins yeah. plus 400 in between rounds they're all they're all betting it now they're all you know i was like what the hell yeah. he just got 10 and then uh i was like i think he's gonna get finished this round I, I bet i was on uh michael johnson by uh knockout uh, pre-fight and then uh in the first minute of the next round he gets taken down and they're like oh this shit's over and i was like what I was like, it's one takedown, and then he got submitted within thirty seconds. I was like, you fucking genius. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you have one more point. You wanna move on? Um, actually, with Albania in particular, like uh, last year of Arlovsky, Arlovsky was like fucking plus five hundred against him, and I think that was one of my biggest bets last year because it's just like, why is Arlovsky plus five hundred here? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Albania is against him. It's one knock. Yeah, his entire career is one knockout, really. Uh, against a bomb, yeah. Uh, which is you know a bomb fighting, uh, you know excitement wise, but Tim Johnson's uh, a moneymaker's paradise. It's a damn shame we lost him to Bellator because now we're not gonna yeah. get to. Actually, can you can you uh, bet la live bet uh, Bellator? Nah, you can't live bet like Bellator unless it's like maybe like a major um, headliner like Fedor Mio or something. Obviously, that, that didn't last long enough. <laughs> yeah, to get any, <laughs> and to get anything. I bet you they were, if, if they could, they were f- fucking flipping the lines like bat, like light switches. <laughs> oh, but they just suspend it and come back in. It's, yeah, they wouldn't if they do it like pure live betting. Then it would just everybody make so much money off it. Yeah, way too easy. Real shit. Uh, yeah. So so how does it re- how does it work? Uh, does it? Like, can um, you get the something options? crazy happens? They just take. They just take down the line for you know thirty seconds or whatever, then bring it back when it gets quiet, pretty much. Really, really. So yeah, what, occasionally, go sorry. ahead. Occasionally, what? So like, I don't know if, if they're swinging and guy gets knocked down, they'll just drop the lines for like thirty seconds, and then if the guy survives, then bring them back like maybe a minute later right, to adjust that's, them. That's fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so what about like buying the pay? Do you buy the pay per views? Uh, I just tend to go to the local pub. Easy way of doing it. 
Oh, really? Uh, yes. So you're so not. Kind of, so what do you do? Bring your laptop? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, or just smartphone. Yeah. We've got smartphone apps in this country, so it's easier. Man, that's fucking insane. Uh, uh, yeah. What, what a, what a world. Um, yeah. But, and then I have one more question. Oh yeah. So, uh, what about watching it live? Like some, do sometimes like you see the knockdown happen and the line is still there and you can hit it in like five seconds or is it like, are they watching on, or do they uh, somehow maybe have like a, a, an advantage on you? I think it's, they, I have seen that happen occasionally, but not so much in the UFC. Like if that happens, it'll be in something like second tier, like sometimes for college football or for like League of Legends or something, you can get like a few seconds jump on the bookmaker. But for like a UFC pay-per-view, they, they've got a guy sitting there watching the exact same stream I've got. And the second something happens, his job is to press the suspend, the suspend button. Oh, okay, yeah, I understand. Yeah, that, that 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 must be a hell of a job. I would I would love to see like like the the production behind that. Oh, uh, it's yeah, it's pretty interesting. So I interviewed with um one of the big bookmakers in this country. I saw their setup, and yeah, just it's like a sort of mini. It's like you know, you see those um control stations for like um behind the scenes video production that sort of stuff. Let's get one of those. It's got streams of all these live sports going, and the second something happens, they just press the button and say no more. Well, the good guys were just live fixing yachts. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, it's got to be one guy who just knows the ins and outs of MMA because other guys would, if it was two guys, they would never agree. They would never, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, yeah, they, they must be much, much more on the ball in those countries too, while in America, they, you know, they, they're people, they get baited with uh, 10-8, like that Darren Elkins line, yeah. you know, plus 400, when the dude has come back from his past, like, four or five victories in a row after losing the first round or two, and they still made him plus 400. So, I mean, I bet, yeah. but do, do you remember that line? Was it the same in uh, Aussie land? Yeah, it was. It was something like that. I think it must be. I think it would have been plus five hundred in my book. Actually, wow. I was huge on Michael Johnson. That was. I'm still amazed that Michael Johnson fell apart like that. Yeah. So did I mean, you? But did you hit the plus five hundred in between rounds? So no, nah, I didn't get didn't get on it. I thought Michael Johnson had it. To be honest, that yeah, was just, that I, fight was weird. I remember uh, Easy Flyer hit it and was was mad because he just, he was just should have bet more. He's like, I fucking knew it. I was like, he's like Johnson always quits and Elkins always come back. He's like, why did I only do one unit? Miss that guy. Um, so, uh, uh, next fight uh, on the card, uh, Cesar Ferreira versus uh, Carl Robertson. Uh, I believe Robertson was a favorite in this fight. You know, Ferreira's kind of struggled with consistency and uh, not, so, not so much activity. But uh, he, uh, well, am I right about him being a favorite? Um, Ferreira closed as the favorite, but Robertson was favorite for like most of the um, odds being open. Like, I think Robertson got to, like, minus 150. Then over the last two days before the actual event, Ferreira ended up hitting about the same. His money came in. I got Ferreira sub at plus 700, which is crazy, because, like, come on. That's, that's... He's, he's a four-degree BJJ black belt. He's not going to lose to some random kickboxer. Yeah. People yeah. said that Robertson's a kickboxer, but he went 0-3 in glory. He hasn't won a professional high-level kickboxing bout. Hey, I noticed that going through his... his uh you know resume last week that that's a weird one that they even they even advertised that uh you know plus 700 that's amazing because it was it's plus 360 in uh, american books but uh, i mean yeah that uh, uh let me see what the, his decision line is because uh ferreira not really known for cardio plus 280 so i mean i can't believe his decision was more likely than uh 
submission, especially being the minus one uh, 150 favorite. That's insane. Uh, I imagine I imagine a lot of people hit that line. Yeah. That, that was pretty much one of the easiest bets on the card, really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Robertson, he just isn't that good at kickboxing. And if you're not that good at kickboxing, you're going to get destroyed. Yeah, and he's, he's six, six MMA fights, right? Six and oh, he was. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that. Um, but, uh, yeah, he just, you know, t- uh, took him down really easily, arm triangle, beautiful with jiu-jitsu. Um, it's kind of it's kind of cool when uh, you go to Brazil and the uh, the Brazilian guys win by jiu-jitsu. Like it reminds you that the you know the heritage, um, or they win by you know capoeira or some shit. Um, so it's actually, uh, it's actually like a weird stat. Um, UFC Brazil cards for the last four years, their the fights are about thirty percent likely to end in submission. For the rest of the UFC, it's like fifteen percent. <laughs> so I mean, either the UFC matchmakers match makes it to make it happen or just is part of being in brazil really yeah well they uh, the thing about brazil is they they put 13 brazilians on that card for sure and it it, you know pretty much anytime you you uh see a brazilian name you're like oh that guy's got to be pretty decent on the ground right uh so that's kind of that's kind of funny uh but i mean you know uh, obviously mina got uh punked on the ground uh and more so on the feet too but uh Brazil had a pretty good night. I mean, the their last card, uh, Machida Anders, I think they went like something crazy, like nine and two, uh, and yeah. and they gave the the robbery to Machida pretty much, um, or you know he might have might have won three rounds, but uh, I think most people thought it yeah. was a robbery. That was close. It was close. <laughs> yeah, and they and they had no problem like just nudging it Machida's way, even though even though I'm probably gonna regret saying this is because it was like it was probably three American judges. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we'll, we'll yeah the judging in Brazil we'll get to that later. But um, next find the card, uh, Leonardo Machida versus uh, Vitor Belfort. Um, I think this uh, this fight opened at you know maybe plus like two uh, two to one um, to to go to the uh, I... to, no to uh, go the distance no no to go to the I distance think it was... yeah yeah I had Machida at like minus two hundred. I was just like Vitor's done. More done than Belfour is. I mean, like Belfour is more done than Machado is. Yeah, yeah. minus two hundred. <laughs> looking back on it, I mean, that's. Uh, yeah. I think it went. It definitely went down lower, didn't it? Uh, no, uh, minus one ninety. It closed that. So, opened it. Uh, I think it. I think it opened at evens, didn't it? Um, I'm not sure. I think maybe the very early opener. I think uh, I was listening to the podcast yeah, last week. Yep. Yeah, opens at minus 120, minus 120. I was listening to the Oddsmaker podcast, and Nick Kalikas was like, this is not a mistake, folks. This is minus 120, minus 120. Um, so, I mean, yeah, v- Vitor shot up uh, all the way to – I mean, he was at plus 220, I think, most of the week and ended up getting bet down to plus 165. I don't, I don't understand who the, who the fuck would have bet on Vitor. <laughs> Um, but I mean, the first two minutes I was watching, I mean, we, we all knew this fight was our, I didn't think we all knew. Uh, I, uh, I predicted, uh, that this fight would be a boring kickboxing match. You know, these guys have probably known each other for 20 years. They're both on the yeah. outs of their career. Uh, we just expected a boring staring match, which, which it was for the first round. Vitor didn't throw a single strike for over two, <laughs> two minutes. Yeah, that was an ugly fight. That was not pretty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then even when he did, it was like a, a weak, weak-looking cat. Uh, Vitor didn't even look like he wanted to be in there, and he shouldn't have been in there. 
And, uh, but, uh, to break the boringness, Leona Machida comes in nowhere with a front kick that, in my opinion, uh, tops Anderson Silva's, uh, front kick to Vitor Belfort. Um, and, you know, like, right away, I thought about, uh, uh, I thought about Anderson Silva when I saw this kick, and I was like, you know, I think this one's better, and then I realized, like, uh, a couple minutes later, I was like, yo, Anderson landed it on Vitor too. Like, damn, Vitor is really getting unlucky. Uh, but man, yeah. what a, what oh, a crazy um, knockout! Yeah, I think he just leaves it open. Like, you know, the fact multiple guys have done it to him shows that he's just leaving that opening open. And Machado was happy to take it. Yeah, I mean, of, yeah, he must have been timing it for a little bit. Like, the dude's a freaking yeah. wizard. Wasn't like Belfort. Was, yeah, you know, Belfort was sitting there pretty quiet. You know, he was sitting pretty still. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Machida, I think probably just knew if he threw a good kill shot, he just win because Belfort's no longer in there. Yeah, you know, mentally. Yeah, and I mean, I can't. Uh, it's you can never count these uh, old Brazilians out all of a sudden. I mean, yeah. Maybe maybe a little. I uh, the last last fight, last Jacare fight, I thought Jacare was done. He proved me wrong. Last Machida fight, I thought he was done. He proved me wrong, and then this one even more so. He proved me wrong. But um, we'll get to Jockery later. He kind of let us down in that one. But just an insane front kick. Uh, you know, highlight real knockout. It's going to go on the, the introduction to the UFC, you know. Yeah. Uh, of course, yeah. But it's highlight real. Definitely. And, uh, I mean, Vitor retiring afterwards. Uh, you know, definitely a good move. I think he should have. It's sad to see him retire after a loss, like a brutal loss like this. Uh, I really wish he would have retired after that Nate Marquardt victory. Uh, but you, he's thinking the same thing too. But a man, but retire. Do you really think he's retired? Nah, he's gonna be in Bellator, Risen, or One FC yeah. inside six months fighting. I don't know Frank Mir or something. Get him and they'll be get him on the first flight to Japan and get him hooked up with the the guy from the Icarus documentary. You know, giving him all all the supplements, all the yeah. special uh, special on it uh, supplements. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly. The Mexican beef, anything, man. Get him eating that horse meat. Uh, I want to see his neck, his neck bulging out like it's two thousand and three again. Um, cause I mean, it's sad. It's sad seeing him. You see him in two thousand thirteen, and you're like, oh my god, that is one of the sk- yeah. with the with the fucking uh, cross carved out, yeah. carved into his head, and the mohawk. And the yeah. jacked beyond uh, belief, man. That guy, and then to see him know. two or three years later, just a flabby old man, just like, oh my, <laughs> that's terrible. Let the guy, let the guy take some stuff. I just checked the UFC website. Vitor landed two strikes in nine <laughs> minutes, <laughs> and he threw twelve. So he threw like. One point one strikes a minute. That's unbear. Like uh, that's un unbelievable. Like uh, that's yeah, gotta be one. That's gotta be a, one of the worst, the worst ratios in, in UFC history. Yeah, it's got to be like yeah, yeah. For that right, that's crazy. It's, he wasn't grappling or anything. He just wasn't throwing. No man. Uh, yeah, it must have happened in like uh, a grapple fest or something before. But man, that's insane. And uh, Machida calling out uh, Bisping afterwards. I yeah. think that's a hell of a fight. Uh, hell of a fight for both of them. You know, Bisping's been looking for an old timer, and uh, shit, man, he Machida's definitely an old timer. Yeah, I think they should have made that for Liverpool instead of this fight. To be honest, like after Anders um, Machida, they probably should have like organized Machida Bisping to be the main card, the main event of the um, card in two weeks. I think probably a better idea. 
Yeah, I this mean, one's just they gone did, they did no recover. They did recover pretty well with uh, getting yeah. getting the Scottish lad to a fill in. Um, yeah, but uh, definitely, I mean, Michael, I mean against Michael um, Neil Magny. Ah, Neil Magny will kill that guy. Uh, who? Uh, no, he's not fighting. Ah, uh, they got this replacement for Neil Magny. Oh, that's right. Because Gunnar Nelson pulled out. That's and right. And there's like some regional dude. Hey man, those guys, like, those guys have been guy. doing pretty well lately. Uh, Alex Hernandez came in, uh, knocked out Benilla Daryush. Um, yeah, true. And Magni does slow start pretty slow. He can be, yeah, you know, he can take a while to really get his head head around. True. Uh, I'm pretty. I mean, he looked pretty pretty sharp against Condit though. So I mean, yeah. but Condit, come on, uh, Condit really wasn't re- wasn't really there in that fight. Uh, yeah. Kind of Vitor esque in that performance. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like I saw Bel- or, uh, Bisping saying something about maybe he is going to retire and not take any more fights, but I can't imagine he would go out, like, on a loss. Um, I think he's, he's had in this podcast, like, a, a few weeks ago about he's retired unless something good comes up, pretty much. He's, you know, he's not going to fight just for the sake of fighting. Yeah, I mean, he the, says, the me dude's a, purse you know, is $275,000 last time I checked. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it might even be more with uh, after him being a cha- uh, a champion, you know. Uh, yeah. But you, you got to think that the dude would take that, take another paycheck, or or uh, I think he would probably take uh, a Rockhold trilogy too. But I don't think Rockhold even really wants that fight. He knows well, Rockhold's uh, light heavy now, isn't he? Yeah, have to go fight Gustafsson. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's, that's offic- a weird fight. I don't think that's official yet, right? But I mean, it it's pre- pretty rumored. Cause that they they released that against they released that the same time as uh, Nate Diaz versus GSP. They said that's the fights no. they're working on for two twenty seven. But uh, I mean, they never. I mean, Nate Diaz said, "I I ain't fucking fighting GSP. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. They're selling you wolf tickets." <laughs> uh, Why won't Diaz take that fight? It's like three or four million dollars, and yeah, he's gonna lose. But it's not yeah. like GSP's gonna kill him. I feel like he. I feel like he knows. Yeah, I mean, he's like, I, I want fucking McGregor. You know, I mean, yeah. he knows he can get that fight again. So, uh, I mean, why would you? Like, I mean, I think he would just get embarrassed against GSP, and I, I think GSP would have a hard time taking the fight and for one fifty five too. I think that was all just fake, oh, yeah. fake news. It, yeah, that would kill him. Making one hundred fifty five would be really bad for him. I mean, I think he could yeah, do I, it, but I think uh, the only thing person he would do it for is. Connor, maybe Khabib, yeah. but I think Khabib would have to beat Connor for him to do it. But uh, I don't think I just don't see GSP. I, I just don't think Khabib's ever going to be that as big a draw as um, Connor is. Like, yeah, he's going to have his regional appeal, but yeah, Connor was just crazy. He just came out of nowhere, and he really, you know, he's the first real superstar in the UFC, like you know, next level superstar. Yeah, but uh, and, I mean, I think that yeah, I don't think he could ever replicate his success. But I mean. I think he could if if Connor were to come back and he, all the storyline is a different guy has your belt and you know Khabib is uh you know not even an English speaker but he's an a yeah. really good trash talker like he's yeah I think he's he got the better of uh, Tony Ferguson a lot of the time who's a native speaker <laughs> yeah 
and like you talk like stupid guy you know like that's so that's, yeah. i mean tony does talk like a stupid guy but he's like i can't yeah. understand your english you talk like a stupid guy like that's so that's so like spot on so i mean if he's coming back and I, especially if uh maybe uh khabib were to beat somebody as champion first uh yeah. that that would kind of hype it up a little more but you know he he, he uh, Connor coming back to ch- challenge his belt against the undefeated, undisputed lightweight champion. I think that that would definitely uh, hype up Khabib, get Khabib's name out there a lot. And I mean, yep. but I mean that fight, that fight is dangerous for Connor. Uh, yep. Oh, of course. I think Connor loses to pretty much the rest of the top five or rest of the top four. Like, what? Yeah, yeah, Kevin Lee's probably his best matchup. Because Kevin Lee's a bit chinny, but if Ken- Kevin Lee gets on top of him, Connor is going out. Yeah, you know, I Kevin think... Lee's top control is the best at lightweight. Yeah, I think I think Buffos was nuts. I think uh, Lee is yeah. I don't I don't know if it's his best matchup because I think he I, he's such a powerful wrestler, but I think yeah. his best uh, Connor's best matchup is probably Ferguson because Ferguson uh, likes likes to strike a lot and no. he he has you know great ground game but not great like control and pressure you know a lot more just like slick subs and transitions which you know he could just he could get connor in one of those too but yeah. i think he definitely has a chance at you know a stand in for a bit more with him but uh i yeah. mean i would i i, I would no, i would have to cheer for connor in every matchup uh, in the top <laughs> i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily bet on him for every matchup yeah. but i mean i would still uh you know favor him in my heart for every matchup yeah fair enough but uh, yeah. moving on uh, to uh, Jean Lineker versus Brian Kelleher, uh, man, this was this was a pretty insane <laughs> knockout. Uh, you know, after yeah. after uh, Kelleher, you know, lost the first two rounds pretty pretty concisively, uh, and uh, was just eating every shot Lineker had to throw. I'm pr- I was convinced it was going to go to a decision. Like I said, I th- I'm pretty sure yeah. at that point Lineker had thrown everything he could at Kelleher. Um, but to disprove that theory, uh, Linker unleashed a bomb that just yeah. put Keller out, knocked him out cold. Uh, I think he might have landed some follow-up shots, but that that one punch knocked him out. The head is like head slammed against the cage. Pretty pretty scary knockout. Yeah, well, Brian Kelleher just tried to play Lineker's game, which is stupid. Don't do that. Lineker is the best at doing his thing. You don't you, know, you don't just stand in front of Lineker. I'll get you killed, and I don't think any. I wouldn't take anybody like at bantamweight, flyweight, or even most um, featherweights against Lineker if they just get standing from Lineker. Yeah, you know, I mean, is what he's really good at. You have to. It's not. Like, it's not like it's hard to replicate how to beat him. TJ Dillashaw just did it. Just did it yeah. on the feet. All you had to do was study him, study some angles, learn how to you know be evasive and not stand in the pocket nah he just was like oh i can i can out brawl john linker um but it was a bummer i'm pretty sure he was like plus 2000 after the, the second round or something like that yeah uh yeah but uh um, pretty good pretty good someday that'd be great <laughs> oh man i mean yeah. also john linker small but imagine that <laughs> yeah definitely oh man yeah i kind of that's that's an amazing matchup. I can't believe that's the first yeah. time I ever thought of that. Great idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Linker, Linker next uh, bantamweight. Uh, you gotta think that he's gotta be you know top top three or four at the. Let me uh, check the check the rankings real quick. Uh, we got well, obviously um, Dillashaw's over him, Garbrandt's over him, 
um, Moraes and Rivera. Oh like yeah, five or six, I think he should fight the winner of uh, Rivera and Moraes. Uh, or or maybe a Sun Sal if he's not if he's uh, a Sun Sal. Sun Sal loses last fight or am I crazy? No, he beat, he knocked out um he knocked out a dude. Uh yeah, like third round flying knee. Uh, That's right. I, I can't remember who it was. Wasn't this guy like a, a sh yeah a short short notice or, or it was I... on the undercard of um Poirier what's Pettis. Called, um, Lee um nah Poirier Ferguson. No, yeah, uh, Jorge Lopez maybe. Yeah, no, uh, Matthew Lopez is his name. And it was Poirier, yeah, Poirier Pettis. You're right. But, uh, yeah. no, he wasn't. I thought he was uh, Matthew Lopez was short notice, but I'm mistaken. Uh, not really the same Cal. I don't understand. That was a huge yeah. mismatch. Um, I think they just give his Sunsau random fights because they don't like him pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how could you like yeah. a Sunsau? Dude's so boring. He's actually fighting Rob Font at uh, UFC 226. I would... I would pick uh rob font as a dog in that fight dude just knocked out almeida it's looking pretty good yeah but rob font just got choked out by um munoz munoz that's true but yeah, rob font, munoz looked pretty I, uh average against um dodson uh, yeah he did oh just dodson's hard to do anything against like, yeah you know, dodson's boring but that's because he just turns the fight into a boring slog yep he, he just can't do much he got re-signed by the ufc today and the commented on reddit i was like why he's so boring <laughs> like he's i would uh, i can't believe they're cutting guys like yaya rodriguez and yeah. re-signing guys like uh john dodson but i mean i get it uh, he has he's probably like 15 and 5 in the ufc or not nah, maybe yeah. not that 10 and 5 something like that pretty good pretty yeah. good overall but not exciting yeah, All right, uh, uh, and oh yeah, last note on this fight is uh, I saw uh, kind of a bummer about this. Uh, Sean O'Malley was was tweeting like, "Thanks for taking care of my like my I don't know my bitch work or something, John." Yeah. And I don't I don't yeah, understand I, I don't understand that. And then they got in like some beef on Twitter where Brian Keller pretty much uh, came back and uh, got the better of him on Twitter. That's such a stupid thing to say, but uh, really sad to see from O'Malley. Like the dude just had a, a great. Performance performance he he looked way better than his last fight he looked like kind of a, an overhyped uh hype train beforehand and then all of a sudden looked really legit against sukumtat uh was had that has this whole stoner persona going for him he's selling t-shirts he's all of a sudden gaining clout and then he, he's gonna go on twitter and talk shit on a guy who just got knocked out in uh you know a, a pretty good performance like the dude stood tall on eight lineker's best shots for a long time and you know he was st was standing trading for the whole fight but uh I, it's kind of a really big cheap shot from o'malley i, I don't understand yeah. like you see covington talking shit not gaining any fans and then you see yourself like acting like a uh you know a stoner yeah. getting tons of fans i don't understand why you would go the other route uh who knows i mean i think o'malley i don't think o'malley loses that fight head to head because i mean we haven't seen o'malley really have to deal with takedowns have we uh, against Brian well, Keller, Sukumtar, who went full idiot, who just really screwed that up. Yeah, <laughs> the round. never go full uh, retard or full Sukumtar. Um, but yeah, uh, against Linker, yeah, um, uh, Linker would definitely uh, win that fight. I mean, the dude, the dude, like you said, stands and trades and is you know hits pretty hard. I think he uh, yeah. any other any other guy. I mean. He, um, I guess, Hendon Burrell is not a good example, yeah. but uh, I mean, he beat the shit out of him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he just he just overpaced him, you know. Because Brown just gassed off like a round. It was sad. Yeah. And Brown just his cardio's gone to shit. 
really, really badly. Uh, pretty much everything about him has gone to shit. <laughs> except no, he's still good except for the first round. Except his wrestling. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember he, in the third. The one thing that the only thing that made me think he has a little bit of hope left is in like the third round. Kelher like shot for like a, a takedown, and yep. and even though he was exhausted, he easily like snuck his leg out. And DC was like, "Man, Hen and Burrell's like knowledge of wrestling is insane. <laughs> like you wouldn't believe it." Yeah. Which is yeah, pretty crazy. Well, yeah, Pete Cannonbrow was legit like top three fighter at the time. Oh yeah, man, I, took away I, his lo- drugs, I loved good. him. I loved him when yeah. that, like around when he spinning back kicked uh, Eddie Wyland. He was one of my favorite yeah. fighters, and then man, he fell off. Yeah, I also think he would have beaten Cruz if it, you know before they took away his drugs. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, I think his leg kicks would have been too big a deal for Cruz to deal with. Man, that's that's one of the saddest things in the world that we never got to see that fight. Yeah. Yeah, it was booked. I know, it was been good. It was booked once and it never happened. Yeah. Man, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Um, it was probably one of the top five all-time matchups that we didn't get to see. Um, yeah, true. All right, now next fight: Kenzie Dern missing weight by uh, seven and a half pounds, taking on Amanda Cooper. Uh, she was about a two to one favorite. Uh, opened, I think. I think she opened like crazy. Um, I want to. I don't. Yeah. What minus five thirty? No, that's got to be wrong. Um, I think the UFC, you know, the bookmakers knew what yep. the UFC was trying to do here. Put it that way. Holy shit! <laughs> I nailed it. Minus five thirty. Uh, yeah, and then she went all the way down to minus two thirty. Oh no, no, closed, closed at minus three hundred. Sorry. Uh, I think she was at minus two thirty, and then after she missed the weight, she uh, sunk back down to minus three hundred. Which, uh, you know, we prove in the UFC, uh, people who have missed weight and gone on to fight are 6-0 and in the UFC this no. year. So, you know, a, a couple a couple years ago, every time somebody missed weight, it was like, oh, shit, they're going to be tired. And they usually lost the fight. But for some reason, with these early weigh-ins, when you miss the weight now, it's like an advantage. Maybe it's because more people are just quitting and not really like beforehand. They would they would suck themselves down to like the like and try their best to make like one thirty six and then they hit one thirty seven yeah. and they're just like devastated. But they're like you know so dehydrated they can barely walk. Uh, I understand missing yeah. weight then, but like when uh when cupcake butt uh Mackenzie Dern just like walked into the weigh-ins with like noticeable like like weight on her. Uh, and just like was just like fuck it, I'm missing weight by seven pounds. Um, either way, she uh rocked uh uh Amanda on the feet with like a huge winger of a punch, like a like a Ronda Rousey Betchcohea punch. Uh, you see, there's this um, animation of um Fedor, um, what's the name? The, Brett uh, Rogers, Black Thirty Forts. Brett Rogers, um, Strike Force. Yeah. Ben Rogers, it looks the exact same as that knockdown. Yeah, man, it was it was like a huge like she like skipped into it and like oh man uh and you know was, I guess I kind of I kind of respect it for like her trying to use her striking a little bit instead of just like shooting at least for a teeth. But man, she was throwing bombs. That, that girl's got to really yeah. work on her skills uh, and her discipline and her weight. I think I mean I think she should go to flyweight, right? Yeah, probably best way of doing it. I feel yeah, like, flyweight's pretty weak. But, why? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I don't understand why the fuck you would think you could. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Rose is pretty great on the ground. Not not gonna not as good as McKenzie, but uh, I I can honestly see the UFC giving her another chance to make one fifteen. Uh, yeah, with how privileged she is. 
Well, women, they're just trying to find more stars than women's MMA because they're just not really finding what they had. You know, that, it's interesting how Nunes just doesn't seem to have taken any of the um, fame off Rousey. Like, Holmes obviously retained her, has stayed like a draw, while Nunes just never seems to give a shit. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't That's call fair. her, I wouldn't call uh, Holmes a draw, but she definitely has a little bit of, a little bit of name notoriety. I think yeah. more so than uh, Amanda, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, even, I think Rose is, uh, way more popular than Nunes, and, uh, you know, I think Shevchenko definitely has the possibility to be way more popular, you know, she speaks Russian, uh, Spanish, English, she, I think she, did you hear that she's gonna be on the, uh, the analyst booth for, uh, UFC Chile? Oh, Shevchenko. Yeah, she is in Spanish, isn't it? Yeah, she, uh, she's, I mean, she used to live in Chile, um, oh no, Peru? Are they the same yeah. country? No, 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 no. They're different. They're different. Um, American Toya. <laughs> uh, um, uh, yeah, so I think she was actually in like a, a diner in Peru, I think, or Chile, one of the two. Yeah. And like uh, with her coach and like some guy like came in and like shot the place up and tried to rob them or something. Not not rob Shevchenko, but uh, yeah. she was unharmed, but pretty pretty crazy story. Like there's her, there's like video footage of her like ducking. Uh, it's a sh- that guy would have been, would have been uh, a shame if she was in America or Russia because she would have been packing yeah. packing heat. Uh, but yeah, uh, I mean, why wouldn't uh, Mackenzie want to go to 125? She would be like top five in that division. Yeah, immediately. Because I mean, who was at 125? Yeah, I think like nobody there. But it's just Shevchenko, really. I think Eubank. And uh, Eubank's the, the champion. Montana, uh, M- Montana. M- yeah, Montana. Oh man, don't even get me started with that that girl. After uh, I kind of tore, tore into her last week with that that stupid uh, Ariel Helwani thing. But yeah. uh, I mean, what w- what would you cap uh, Shevchenko at at that in that fight? Minus five hundred, six hundred. Yep, you know, exa- I'd, g- exactly. I'd give Montana more respect than than Sevchenko's last fight. That was ugly. That yeah, was she, really I think ugly. she was like minus eleven hundred in that one. So it definitely give her a little more chance than that one. But uh, it's got to be the the biggest the biggest uh, differential in a champion uh, challenger line in history, right? When the the, the challenger is minus five hundred. Maybe. Oh yeah, challenger. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you, you might be able to. Had some it. favorites. Uh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, McGregor was a favorite over Aldo, but uh, yeah. but I mean, yeah, maybe maybe back in like the heavyweight days, like Couture against Sylvia, yeah. maybe. But uh, but that that fight is uh, uh, hopefully it happens pretty soon because I really want to see yeah. Shevchenko as champion. But I think uh, we're getting back to the point with her. I think Shevchenko could obviously be a star, while for some reason Dur- uh, Nunes is just not. Um, and then, all right, so next uh, fight. Yeah, weird. Nunes, yeah, she's just, she's finishing people well. You know, she's not boring to watch. No, uh, a little bit. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because it's a hit or miss. Like it, all of a for a second, she was like knocking bitches dead. Like she yeah. killed Misha on the feet. She killed Rana yeah. on the feet, and then and then she was just like, ah, I'm a decision fighter now. Uh, yeah, true. I guess. But I guess I mean she kind of. Surprised me. It took her so long to beat um, Pennington, actually. Yeah, I mean. See him back. We'll, we'll talk about that in in, in five um, yeah. five minutes. But uh, this Kel- this Kelvin yeah. fight before uh, Kelvin Gastelum defeated uh, Ronaldo uh, Jacare Souza, whoever whoever calls him Ronaldo. Um, but yeah, uh, split decision. I don't know about you, but I had uh, uh, Jacare winning rounds one and three in this one. I had it. Oh, I would have accepted the draw or Jacare. The two cards I think are accurate. 
Yeah, that, that, that third round. Tonight. That third round. Oh, you do. Yeah. Uh, that third round Jack was. Jack shit out of him. Was bad. Uh, the third round was so inactive. Um, so I mean, I I, I guess I kind of. It was. I mean, I, I fully expected it to go to Jacare in in Brazil, but then once they said the three American judges, uh, Saul yeah. Mato, uh, Kevin Lee, and uh, Chris, uh, something I'm blanking on. Uh, Derek, yeah. Derek, Derek clearly Chris Lee and uh, Saul Mato. Yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. the, Amer- the Americans uh, are probably gonna give it to Kevin, not because I'm a American bias. They're probably just gonna. I guess it's, yeah, uh, overcorrect. Yeah. Um. But yeah, usually, usually the Brazilian would get the nod in that decision. Um, but Jacare gassed in this fight big time after the first. I mean, I think he kind of was chasing the finish in the first and didn't get it and uh, kind of ex- exhausted himself. I think he was. Well, I thought he landed more in the third, to be honest. Like he was landing the better and better and harder shots. Gastelum's chin is just crazy. Yeah, uh, like Gastelum was absorbing massive hooks. Yeah, uh, that's I mean, yeah, he kind of I think he kind of got a second wind in the third round, but uh, he the second yeah. ra- the second oh yeah, well he got yeah, dropped in the second round. Uh that was probably the most uh you know, significant strike of the fight. Uh but, you know, he didn't really uh capitalize. I mean, how hard, how much can you capitalize really with uh him on the him on the ground? I think he tried to like yeah. kick his legs a little bit and then like and then was yeah. like get up. I would have told him to get up right away uh and like given him like a you know, no time, like a boxing countdown like, you know, 5 yeah. seconds and just like, you know, try to try to just go for the kill there because that that fifteen I don't know fifteen second exchange where he kicked his legs a couple times and waited for him to get up that that gave Jacare enough time to recover. So uh, yeah. you know, cl- very on. close fight, but yeah, oh, that was a great fight too. I mean, I was surprised how entertaining it was. I was expecting either Souza to win the first or Gastelum to just win a decision on just volume, pretty much, which kind of is what happened, but it was more competitive than that. Yeah, yeah, it was actually a good competitive fight, which is sort of, you know, Jacare hasn't really had one of those before. Usually it's either Jacare kicking the shit out of a guy or Jacare losing. Yeah, his last one was, I guess, uh, Romero uh, two two, yeah. two years ago. Um, a little over two years even ago, was, though. Even that was like Romero, nothing happened in the first round until that spinning back first. Then Romero gassed, and so it just had to, like, just kept coming, really. Yeah, and I think a lot of people thought that Jacare won. A uh, pretty similar fight where he just, you know, yeah. didn't nobody really did anything in the third, and it kind of was just a, a coin flip. So I mean, yeah. I can't really get too mad at the uh, the scorecards. Uh, I would like to. I'm gonna look at the uh, the stats in round three real quick, um, because uh, I mean, I'm I I expect them to be pretty similar, you know, in, uh, yeah. in strikes landed. But like you said. Uh, I think uh, Jacare was landing harder at the end of the fight. Yeah. Um, well, Jacare hits. You know, Jacare hits bloody hard. He's not a very good striker, but when he hits you, he, you know, it, it hurts. Oh yeah, I mean, dude, he's still got he's still got massive power. And uh, yeah. did you uh, see that uh, that thing on sh- the forums where uh, somebody was saying that you know Jacare is growing his hair back, you know, and the, oh, only, yeah. the only way to grow your hair back is to like somewhat increase your testosterone somehow. So whatever Jacare is taking might give him a little bit of an edge. Uh, I don't th- I don't think that was true, but that was hilarious. Um, and, I uh, like Jacare, but he's yeah, a bit. How can you not? Brazilian, Brazilian, competitive Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is a pretty dirty sport like, in terms of. Because they test like once a year. Yeah, And Jacare is like the best athlete in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu history. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't take much to 
put two and two together. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, he also, he also, uh, I wouldn't say dropped off significantly, but definitely dropped off after, uh, USADA came to town. Um, you know, he, his level of competition also kind of dropped off too. They, or not really. I mean, they were giving him Boach and Brunson who were, you know, pretty easy yeah. wins, but, um, so uh, le- last last much. last fight of the card main event was Amanda Nunes uh, versus Raquel Pennington. She um, Amanda finished her in the fifth round after uh, pretty much dominating the entire fight. And uh, the main uh, point about this fight was the uh, quote unquote controversy in between the fourth and fifth rounds. So um, after Raquel sat on the stool and the cutman was attending to her, Raquel said like I'm done, that's it, and she turned around, stopped getting attention from the cutman, and told her corner she was done. And the corner, the first thing they said was no, 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 no. They're like no, 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 no. You don't, you don't, you don't want to do that. It's like we. One more round. Uh, it was it was a really weird explanation, you know. Um, he was like, "No, it's just one more, one five more minutes." Like, uh, and it was uh, just a. We'll probably talk about this for a, a little bit because it's 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 a pretty multifaceted issue. So, uh, I mean, for first things first. MMA corner. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. MMA corners need to stop fights earlier, like Kevin Lee versus Edson Barboza. Barboza was getting killed. And the corner and Kevin and Barbosa's corner just kept sending him out there. Yeah, just like they did the same thing with Khabib, but you could have easily stopped that after the second fight, the second round. Yeah, well, no, just just give the guy, you know, save the guy like three years of his life. Like, uh, it, it's not interesting to watch. Just you know, just stop the fight if the guy's done. Like in boxing, you'll say retirements quite often. Yeah, that's true. Especially more so the corner, uh, the corner uh, can't or you know waving it off from themselves. So, and I think though uh, it's hard to say about with Edson because I think Edson wanted to. I don't. I don't think Edson gave a fuck about those three years. I think that he still deep down thought that he could probably win somehow. Because you know he's just such a he's such a, a warrior. But uh, for Pennington for herself to say that she's done like. I don't understand how you can make a person go against their will like that and just say, like, go out there. Um, So one side of the story is people were saying her corner knows her better. That's what they say. They know her better than other people, which somehow gives them permission to, like, just let her take more damage and eat more shots. Um, And then they're saying, like, she might need motivation often. They might have to pipe her up like this in the gym and I think that's what her uh, Tisa Tisha Torres, her girlfriend, said. Yeah, we have to do this to Raquel a lot, and uh, it's common. Like we stand by our coaches. But this wasn't a pep talk. It wasn't like, a, come on, come on, girl, go out there, yeah. get, you know, stick to the game plan, get her down, get a sub, finish yeah. this. It's like this is your chance to be a champion, your only chance. Like, it wasn't that? It was like, come on, five more minutes, five more minutes of just getting getting your face punched and kneading. Yeah. Um, so really weird. I actually like, wonder just... if there's like a financial element to it. Maybe the UFC, you know, maybe there's something in the contract saying that they pay you less if you um, stop it early. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think they wanted her to win. Too, I think yeah. too, and uh, she. I mean, she would have doubled her money with that. And that's a, that's another thing people were saying is maybe if if there wasn't a win bonus where you earn half of your money if you don't win, yeah. 
then maybe people wouldn't be so reluctant to just you know stop the fight when they were when they've clearly lost um so i saw a lot of people were talking about this online a lot of people were given comparisons and this was uh, a one comparison they showed was uh, the boxing main event from Showtime, which happened the night before. And it was, I don't know, some guy, I don't know who the guys were, but it was maybe the eighth or ninth round. And the coach just yep. stepped in the ring and he said, Listen, this is over. Like, I'm proud of you. We couldn't figure him out. You tried yep. your best. We trained hard, but it's over. Like, I, I don't want to yep. see you, I don't want to see you beat like this anymore. And uh, yep. and that was, that was incredible to see. Well, so you said it's more common yep. than boxing. Um, yeah, it's a huge thing in boxing because all also because of boxing, most of these camps have like one or two fighters, so they tend to be a bit more protective of them. Whilst with like MMA, it'll be super camps, so I think it's less of an issue of all right. So yeah, Greg Jackson or Mark Henry's livelihood doesn't depend so much on a single person, so he's not really as focused on keeping them safe and you know definitely yeah. You know, it sounds nasty, but it kind of is what it is. Oh yeah, I mean, like, so Dean Thomas, he he was uh, the head coach, at, and I maybe not head coach, but one of the main coaches at ATT. Yeah. Uh, ATT is one of the biggest gyms in in the world. They probably have like yeah. like I want to say close to fifty UFC fighters. He's probably refing, you know, or a cornering yeah. like 30, 40 fights a year. You're t- and then he was a big proponent of saying, you know, the he was saying like the corner knows, and until you've stepped in the octagon yourself, you wouldn't know. And just saying like all these pretty weird justifications for it and yeah. and people are, uh, you know i don't understand like he is probably like you know cornering 30 40 different people how yeah. well can he know them how much does he care about each and every one of their heads yeah. and their brains and d- the damage they take he can't he can't really like love them all enough to to think about them like that which is a great point what you said they only have a couple yeah. fighters they're you know a, a boxing coach to his fighter is yeah. more like a more like a father and son relationship than yeah. like a coach because it's just so intimate and so much training yeah. and um probably been together for 10 15 years regard uh, well exactly, yeah. a couple guys you guys you fly in at&t do a camp there and you got uh, dean thomas in your corner and he met you yeah. two months ago and even if it's like a world title fight att is gonna have to coach like what four or five of those a year <laughs> so it's not as big a deal to them right uh, they're just like all is, right it's nice is that where raquel trains uh, she trains other triple threat team. I'm not sure. Triple, also, triple threat gym. I think it's just like a small regional one by the looks of it. I feel like it's, maybe it's Vegas, like Extreme Couture. Uh, I don't know. That's where. That's where. What's her face? According to Wiki, according to Wikipedia, she's training out of some small Colorado gym or oh, Altitude MMA. Uh, okay. Isn't that like um, Col- Dillashaw and all that? I think you another one. Uh, that's not no. no. He has he has his own camp, and he does Ludwig's and uh and the muscle fo- muscle farm something like that. You know, the probably the best place to go is to her Instagram to check, uh, because that's yeah. where she posts a picture. Uh, but um, and, oh, so another insane thing about this fight is after getting her ass kicked and her nose like kneed in yeah. and punched in, after the fight, she said that in Brazil, like the medical care was awful and she had to wait five hours to see somebody to tell her like if her nose was broken or not like that is just that's terrifying to hear uh like the fight was all i, I don't know what time and i think uh let me let me check brazil time or um 11 uh they're an hour ahead of us okay so the fight gets yeah. uh, an hour ahead of me um sorry so 
know, f- 15 and a half. So that's the fight gets over at 2 a.m. She had to wait till like the sun came up to get her nose checked. Yeah, but like it's a broken nose. I mean, it, you don't want to be waiting for it, but you're not going to die of having a broken nose. So if it's a busy night in the emergency ward. Yeah, yeah, but you got to think these people have priority after after having an event like you know having an event yeah. like this and possibly you know she, she also ate a hundred punches like she's probably got a concussion definitely has a concussion. Uh, I'm just surprised. You think the UFC would just have like on-site doctors or something doing the basic diagnosis? Uh, yeah, I'm you sure you got like I'm few sure. million dollars worth of fighters. Yeah, it might have been. Let me uh, let me check. Uh, did you you did you see that uh, that uh, that you know source saying that she had to wait five hours? Um, no, I haven't. Have well, maybe, 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 where was I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, doctors would. Let me see. Uh, maybe it wasn't her. Uh, her nose. Like yeah, in the football. Whatever. It, it says would uh, look yeah, at like her American nose football. to see if it would need to be stitched. Yeah. Well, like yeah, like the NFL and all that. Somebody goes down. I'll just be checked out in the back room, and there'll be a diagnosis without them actually going to a hospital. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You, you know what? I'm going to switch opinions on this because the, the top comment on this, and it says, I'm not sure why she should be in front of the line. Imagine if you were in a terrible accident and some yeah. MMA fighter took your place in line because of a broken <laughs> nose. <laughs> I know, yeah. Like, I broke my, I broke both the bones of my ankle, like, uh, three, four years ago, and it took me three hours in the hospital emergency room to get looked at because I was just like, it's not going to get any worse. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, well, how did you do that? Uh, training or something? Uh, yeah, I was um, rugby back when I was I was playing sort of um, semi-pro rugby for Melbourne Rebels and their, their development squad. Foot got caught and no, no, leg went one way, the foot stayed where it was. Damn. Uh, Just happens. Yeah, so it does look like she trains at a triple threat gym. So we'll, uh, I, I don't I don't exactly let me uh, see where that is. Maybe it's in Colorado. Uh, yeah, Colorado Springs. Look up in topology. They've got nobody else relevant, to be honest. Really? That's yeah. I mean, I think she had a pretty legit camp though, because uh, she flew in a lot of like wrestlers and uh, you know other people like that to uh, train with her. But I mean, obviously yeah. didn't I didn't do too well. Um, yeah. And I didn't really seem prepared. Can't recognize everybody else in the pictures. Yeah, pretty huge, huge mismatch. Thinking back on it, uh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, who else is she gonna fight? One thirty-five is really thin. Yeah. Yeah, uh, true. And also, like, how much she get paid? I mean, there's only so much um, extra help she can bring in, and she's being paid like, you know, what six, probably low six figures. I'm, uh, I'd imagine. Uh, I want to say a hundred thousand. If that. Yeah. Yeah, probably like a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand max. Yeah, I mean that's. Uh... So I mean, you're not gonna be able to fly people in from everywhere. So on that amount of money, you know, you got to pay taxes, you got to pay your crew, you got to pay a bunch of a bunch of costs. Yep, hundred thirty thousand. That's that's pretty shit. Um, but yeah, yeah may, hopefully she might have gotten you know a couple extra uh, you know ten twenty twenty thousand after uh, getting some like you know sponsorships saying like I'm gonna be in a yeah. UFC title fight and maybe get some extra extra money but hundred thirty thousand not really much to prepare for like a world champion uh, especially when you don't get the money until yeah, afterwards and her last fight was two years ago um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that pr- fight. Pretty amazing card. Cyborg instead. Oh yeah, such yeah, a bummer. It's, it's the only fight, only fight, only fight to go uh, with next for the both of them, right? They have no, no yeah. excuse to make that fight. Or, I mean, to not make that fight. Yeah. This card, I mean, yeah. I think it was. I don't know. I wouldn't say ten out of ten, but nine at nine, nine point five out of yeah. ten. It was great. Yeah, nine out of ten. Yeah, it's a good, good fun card. Um, yeah, it wasn't like 
as relevant as like um, what was the GSP um, best being last year? Like that sort of card is you yeah, know, just that, as entertaining that is 10 out and 10. actually relevant. Yeah, that's ten true. out of ten for you. Yeah, but this was yeah, a bloody good card. It's fun. Yeah, especially winning twenty, thirty units or something like that, and that probably made it a, a yeah. little chip, a little cherry on yeah. top too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was good. All right, so uh, moving on to this card, uh, this upcoming uh, Saturday, Sunday morning for you. Uh, but we're going with uh, the main event, which is Damian Maia taking on Kamaru Usman. It was supposed to be Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Kamaru Usman, which would have been a lot, lot better of a fight, if you ask me. Um, yeah. I still think that uh, Usman would be, I think he was a favorite, uh, in that fight, and I think he probably would have won, because, uh, he's just way better than Ponzinibbio on the ground, but Ponzinibbio is yeah. very, very good, um, I, I, it doesn't come to mind, it's, yeah, it says he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu, but it doesn't come to mind yeah. any instances of him wrestling too much, uh, do, can yeah. you think of any? Um, what, Ponzinibbio? Uh, not really. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I, he's just game, sort of, um, boxer, I guess, yeah. Yeah, hits um, hits hard. He, I think he wrestled against Mike. Did he put Mike Perry in his back for a bit? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that doesn't like that not doesn't for long amount of times, like yeah. two three minutes. Doesn't hold much weight because he's so bad. But yeah, I, I think he, he would have been uh, very outmatched on the ground, but uh, definitely on the feet. It uh, it would have been uh, pretty uh, out out uh, measured yeah. for Ponzinibbio. But uh, yeah. you know, Kamara Usman's grounding game is nasty, and now we got Damian Maya filling in for him, which would I, I don't know. You'd think it would make it a closer matchup, but with just how, where Maya's at in his career and how he looked against uh, Covington in his last fight, I can't imagine this fight being uh, yeah, too, com- too competitive. Yeah, uh, let's start at the the top the top of this card and, and go down uh, so uh, so we can uh, uh, you know just do something different because we're already talking about this fight. Yeah. So uh, I mean. You know, obviously Maya got. No, I wouldn't say dominant. Nah. Yeah, I would say dominated against Colby Covington. I mean, the third round was fucking brutal, but uh, up up until yeah. then, the first round I guess was pretty close uh, on the feet. But then once he got on the ground, Covington just really had his way with Maya. Never thought. I mean, never. I personally never thought I would see that. But uh, I mean, yeah. Colby Covington is just incredible. Yeah, he just gas out, and that was it, pretty much. Um... Yeah, what do you think? Your what's your prediction for it? Uh, for Maya Usman, I would say uh, Usman by decision. I uh, or may I, you know he might be able to TKO him on the on the ground, but yeah. he he hasn't really shown tenacity really. I mean, he got that knockout against Marias, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Marias in his last fight. But other than that, dude does only have has one finish in the UFC, and yeah. uh, that was you know three three or four years ago. So. Uh, I mean, I that think Emil Meek fight. Is... Submission by Usman. I oh. think like fourth or fifth round submission. Great. It'll be like Maya will be dead. Usman will just grab her and I can check. There'll be this huge moment. Yeah, I don't. I don't like, know. I think. I think. I mean, odds wise, it would probably be amazing because people will just see Maya and discredit it and think it could never happen. It could definitely happen. Uh, but uh, I, like... I think it would just much more likely just TKO him on, by some weak ground and pound or some shit. Yeah, you're probably looking at like TKO four is probably gonna be priced like plus fifteen hundred, whilst something like um, sub four or sub five will probably be like two hundred to one. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Uh, I think like that'd be there's a smaller it. gap than that because I took um, Covington sub three against Maya because I just figured that Maya would be so fucked by the end of it, it just there'd be a chance, and that was um, plus twelve thousand six hundred. Wow, 
Sounds and like, not not, you know, not that unlikely, right? He might he got a tap yeah. to strike, so that would have been retirement, but still. You saying Covington couldn't have grabbed the like a choke in the last like two minutes there? Yeah, <laughs> he could have definitely. If he if he'd gone for it. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, and I'm yeah. I, unfortunately, American books don't do the uh, uh, TKO or sub and round, but uh, I, I imagine the I don't I don't think the uh pro, I don't I haven't really checked the odds for uh, or not I haven't made any bets for this card yet. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about I don't know about you, uh, but I mean I've been looking at them, you know, looking at the matchups and everything. But yeah. as far as making bets, uh, I haven't really set in yet. I think I I did make one. I lied. Uh, Brandon Davis. Um, yeah, I'm pretty big on Pantoja. Apart from that, there's not really much on this card worth looking at, to be honest, in my opinion. Better yeah, odds. man, it's it's a it's a dry one. Uh, hopefully, maybe get some better live live odds than this one. I mean, this one has way more decision decisions written all yeah. over it than the last card. Um, hopefully, we can get some uh, more to live uh, bets yeah. in this card. But um, pre fight, really, not not too much that sticks out of you, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I've got like two bets I like Pantoja and another one which is like a parlay, but. Yeah, there's nothing, and there's also no props out so far, which is weird. It's like, you know, it's yeah, late in the week. Three days to the card. Yeah, it's three just... days to tell the card, and there's not even main event props. Yeah, that's, that's, what I was, that's what I was checking right now. That's so fucking weird, man. Dude, yeah. That's, uh, these bookmakers are, are slacking. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, uh, apparently I made one other bet too. Uh, oh yeah, I'm on, I'm on the other way of that Pantoja fight with Marino. Um, we, we'll, we'll talk about that one in one second, yeah. but, uh, so, um, next fight, uh, one of the weakest uh, co-main events in UFC history, uh, Alex yeah. Grasso, Al- Alexa Grasso taking on, uh, Tatiana Suarez. Um, and I, I don't know if you saw this line open up, but the first time it opened, it opened at minus 120, minus 120. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they and they pulled it's like, it. Like what minus six hundred now? I think they pulled it and then they re-released it as, yeah. uh, I don't know, plus two sixty for uh, Grasso, and now yeah. she's up to plus four something, right? Yeah, I, mean, I think last time last line I saw for Grasso was like plus five hundred. Like best fight odds currently has her at plus five fifty at one place. Four seventy five on dimes right now. Uh, let me, uh, uh, but I mean it, it's funny because. For a while, it was it, there was good value on Suarez, but now there's almost value on Grasso at plus four seventy five yeah. for a women's MMA fight. Yeah, I'll, I'll just put half a unit on her definitely, just because you know I don't think Suarez is that good. <laughs> Real shit. Like, what's, my, what, what's Suarez really done? Yeah, to be minus six fifty. Are you kidding me? Look at bestfightodds.com. Yeah, you can get it. Um, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm on right now. Minus 725. That's how low, that's how low she got? Yeah, that's that's the current um, lowest she is. Um, what, what is, where are you seeing that? Um, bestfightodds.com. Oh, oh yeah. Everybody. No, yeah. It's a, it's a really good sign. Yeah, no, I'm on it now. Uh, I use the site yeah. all the time, but I'm talking about where uh, you see oh, the, the, the worst it got is minus 700. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I see that. I'm looking at the at the graph and it does say yeah. minus one ten, and then it jumps yeah. all the way up to minus one sixty five right away. Yeah, I was yeah. I was asleep like when the when the line hit and I uh, I woke up and like checked my phone and I saw that minus one twenty line. I laughed yeah. and I went back to bed and should uh, should have bet it though. Um, yeah, it would have gotten voided anyway. I think because like I said I think they re released them. 
uh, or yeah, that could probably. just be crazy. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, Torres was is I mean, Grasso's just looks so underwhelming uh, in in the yeah. UFC. Uh, I'm I I I thought that she fought at uh, Adam weight in the UFC, but I don't think uh, I'm correct. Is that is that right? Um, no, I think there's there's never been UFC Adam White. No, but I think Invicta maybe. Invicta, Invicta maybe. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. But was she? Yeah. I'm trying to think of if if she was uh, okay, seven, Adam seven, Wheat. Seven, yeah, I'm looking too. Looks like Grasso. Uh, doesn't seem to have. Uh, strawweight. No, yeah, that's. Oh, yeah, straw white, yeah, she's, she's a small straw weight. I think she would definitely do better at. Uh, but I mean, she missed weight in her last fight. What the hell is that about? Um, and I mean, she beat she beat uh, Miranda. Wasn't mean, it period or maybe it was like period complications or something? It was against um, uh, random not random me, like random me, not random I think that's a that's a, a fake excuse because um, what's her face made that excuse. Uh, the girl who was fighting uh, Aspen Ladd said that, and yeah. uh, some. I forget who it was. I want to say Angela Hill, uh, maybe somebody yeah. else though, um, was saying like you, like uh, I and every girl I know has made weight on their period before. You're you're making women look bad by using that as an excuse. <laughs> you just didn't cut. Um, so, but I mean, yeah. that seems like a pretty legit excuse. Um, yeah. Apparently, uh, apparently I not. Don't know enough about. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, not enough to women. Uh, exactly. Yes. I mean, some. I, mean, I think it just. I think it's just a distinguishing between toughness. Like some girls want it more yeah. than the others. Yeah. True. Um, so what's next one after that? Uh, we got uh, J- Jared Cannonier taking on Dominic Reyes. Uh, kind of surprised at the line on this one. Uh, I mean, Reyes is definitely de- definitely better. Definitely a better striker, but I mean, Cannonier still has some pretty surprise power shots. And being uh, yeah. Reyes being minus two fifty five, I don't know, might even be a little value in plus two fifteen Cannonier there. I'd ideally want to see Reyes win because I think he's got more chance of being like an actual prospect. Yeah, I mean, light heavyweight's just a dump at the moment. So if we can get somebody who actually can do something, yeah, I mean, why not? Yeah, but, definitely. Yeah, I think there's probably value on um, the value's probably on um. Cannonier side at this point. Yeah, I mean it's definitely no dogger, dogger pass in this, uh, but yeah. I got I don't know. Uh, I I definitely see uh, Reyes as the favorite, but just not minus two fifty five. I want to see minus like no. minus one seventy five, minus two hundred, somewhere yeah. around there. But uh, yeah. you know, I mean, Cannonier, his knockout against the uh, I know Cyro Asker sucks, okay. but his yeah. that's one of the most vicious knockouts ever. Like he, yeah, that's Cyro Asker. <laughs> yeah, it's true. He, he's he's awful, but still, he uh he just elbows his face in oblivion. Yeah. I guess it doesn't. And then I mean, his other knockout in the UFC is Nick Rahorik. Uh, yeah. I don't even I don't even remember that. Um, but again yeah. with el- again with elbows. So I mean, dude's got pretty good ground and pound. Uh, but uh, yeah. let's, I wonder if uh Reyes has any uh had any grappling accolades. Uh, I'm pr- pretty sure he's mostly striking. Uh, but yeah, blue belt in jujitsu. So. Uh, and I mean, with how with how good he's been on on the feet, uh, Reyes, yeah. I, I would expect uh, Ken Near to ha- have a pretty good uh, ground game game plan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Ken Near's wrestling is not particularly good. Like, remember when um, Glover just picked him up and put him down, pretty much? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Not yeah, I mean, 
I think I I would like to hold a little more faith in like his his ability to to game plan. You know, if like if yep. you know this is like your path to victory, like even if that's yep. like your weakness, you know, just work on it for two or three months, and maybe you can get decent at it. But yeah, I think Kalanir needs a walk off KO. That's pretty much sure. That's his shot, pretty much. If he doesn't get the big big hit, I don't see how he wins. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's gonna be hard to. I mean, dude's got pretty good chin, right? Uh, let me see. And he, uh, yeah, he has only got knocked out once by Sean Jordan. That was at heavyweight, yeah. so. Uh, True. Uh, so, um, going down, we got uh, Diego Rivas taking on Guido Canetti. Uh, so, uh, uh, Rivas is 2-1 uh, in the UFC, lost to uh, Alberto Quinoez in his last fight. Um, and... Uh, Guido Canetti's on a, uh, he is two, one and two in the UFC. Uh, kind of struggle with activity big time. One fight in 2014, one fight in 2015, and took off all of 2016 and 17. Yep. And uh, lost to yeah. Kyo Ho Kang by uh, triangle in his last fight. Uh, I think Krivas just kills him here. I mean, Canetti's 38. He's. Um... <laughs> He's, he's like a trailblazer in Argentina, I guess. Uh, but I just don't think he's very... He's not really UFC quality. Whilst at least um, Rivas has been losing. Well, he lost to Quinones, but Quinones is good. He's a decent fighter. He yep. lost to Benitez, but Benitez is decent. Whilst Kennedy's lost to um, Kyung Ho Kung, who is just not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to by, be honest. By, by triangle, too. Uh, it's like, yeah, who the fuck gets guards up these days? <laughs> yeah, honestly, like you got to be really out of it. <laughs> Uh, exactly. I mean, minus one fifty five. Rivas might have some value though. Uh, it uh, opened at minus one sixty, down to uh, minus one fifty now. So I mean, a little bit of action even came in Guido's way, which is surprising. Uh, but yeah, thirty eight, man. That's a that's an old uh, old age to be fighting, and especially with that uh, that problem with his activity. Uh, yeah. You got to think that he's going to be uh, slow and coming off a loss. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, minus 155 Rivas sounds like sounds like uh, some value in that. Yeah, definitely. I think that's all the better bets on the card. Yeah, so uh, next fight we yeah, got think... Veronica Macedo taking on Andrea KGB Lee. I fucking love that nickname for some reason. Even though she's Amer- yeah. American, maybe she's got like, a, a Russian like parent or something like that. I hope she yeah. does. But, uh, you know, she's making her UFC debut. Uh, Angie Lee is very, very experienced Invicta fighter. Um, her Invicta record is 4-2. and two. Uh, You know, she's lost a little bit better fighters in uh, Invicta, like Roxanne Modafari. But, you know, definitely some... I mean, that's yeah. obviously the most legit women's promotion in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and then uh, Veronica Macedo, I believe I believe she's, uh, she lost her last UFC fight. Nope. Uh, who who was that uh, against? It was Ashley, Ashley Evans Smith. Yeah, that that was at uh that was at uh bantamweight. Uh, I think they both dropped down to uh, one twenty five. So yeah, I remember seeing something about this fight and saying that she really. I mean, it was over two years or not two years ago. It was a little less than two years ago. But yeah. uh, I, she was just out outsized on the ground by Ashley Evans Smith. Um, yeah. but I mean Ashley Evans Smith dropped down to the same weight as her now so i mean i think she just struggles with her ground in general um i think andrea lee should should win it pretty easily but i know it's not really a fight to just kind of uh whatever 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think UFC is trying to push Lee into like the top ten for flyweight, I guess, because they need to get somebody into women's flyweight. So Andrea, Andrea Lee off a win or two would probably be the next title contender after Shevchenko, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I, I think minus three thirty is kind of almost deserving in this. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Only, only plus two seventy. If she gets, if she gets maybe, uh, I mean, plus three hundred, I think the value might shift uh, her way. But I mean, I definitely wouldn't lay juice on minus three thirty, but. Yeah. Uh, I, I kind of, uh, you know, cap the fight around, you know, minus 300. Nope. Yeah, true. Fair enough. Uh, uh, next yeah. fight. Uh, pretty good fight, honestly. Uh, Vincent Luque is uh, taking on uh, Chad Laprise. Uh, Vincent Luque is, like, a uh, pretty, uh, not touted prospect, but, you know, pretty pretty legit uh, yeah. guy in the UFC. He's got knockout wins over uh, Hector uh, Urinba. I don't even know yep. know know that gentleman, but uh, Belum Muhammad. That's a that's a legit uh, name. Uh, you know, he's been yep. w- winning fights uh, lately, uh, and he knocked him out. And he uh, submitted uh, Nico Price in his last fight. Um, I mean, dude's got five finishes in the UFC. Uh, yep. Really good finisher. Um, but he's taking on uh, Chad Priest, who's also a pretty decent finisher of his own. Uh, he's, he finished his last three fights by TKO, but. Uh, not against the best uh, uh, competition. competition. Yeah, no. Theobald Gotti, pretty yep. pretty bit can worthy. Uh, Brian Camozzi, yep. really can worthy. Gloria Buffado, uh, not too uh, great either. Um, and he also, uh, you know, is more of a more of a lightweight, pretty small guy, yep. and uh, yep. just missed weight at uh, lightweight in one of his last fights. And I guess he chose to move up to one uh, one seventy. And he only yeah. missed weight once, and so the UFC doesn't usually make you move weight classes after you miss weight once. So it seemed like yeah. he kind of just gave up on the discipline of fighting at lightweight and decided <laughs> to uh, decide to move up to one seventy. So not good taking on Vincent Luque, who's pretty big one seventy, correct? Yep. Yeah, he's pretty big. Um, yeah, he's he's a bit sort of um, inconsistent. That's the issue with Vincent Luque. Occasionally, he just shits shits, shits the bed. Yeah. yeah, I think if Vincent Luque comes out looking like Vincent Luque can, he will just destroy Lepre. He will just finish Lepre's inside five minutes. If Luque just starts to shit the bed, he'll shit the bed. Yeah, I, I mean, he kind of struggles with cardio. I mean, all of his wins yeah. coming in the first one or two rounds, uh, and you know his two losses in the UFC coming by uh, decision. Michael Graves, yeah. not 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 the be- not the best. Uh, uh, competition and uh, way more legit against uh, Leon Edwards, who we've seen you know start to streak in the UFC, racking up some pretty legit wins. Uh, but um, you know, pre- pretty uh, interesting matchup. Luke uh, around what minus two ten last time I checked. Uh, yeah, two ten. Uh, that's pretty accurate. Uh, might be even a little All bit. Right. Might even be a little bit of value in it. Uh, maybe yeah. even maybe I uh, just go by like no. Sc- no scorecard. Uh, I I doubt the. Uh, you know, actually, no scorecard might be a little bit of value because uh, his three TKOs in a row from the priest. But yeah. we will see when if Luke they ever kind of shit competition. If they e- e- ever release the odds. Yeah. Um, Indeed. Yeah, it's crazy how slow the odds have been this week. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, you, you know uh, Nick Leak is correct. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, know about my old striker guy, isn't he? Yeah, but uh, he used to yep. be the official five dimes guy, and yep. he's you know the best best odds maker in the world for fightings. Uh, so yep. you know losing him was a huge hit to dimes, and I think they just haven't been able to find somebody who can replicate his uh, his work ethic. Not I don't know, just work yep. ethic so much. While yep. you know other guys probably have to watch tape on fighters on you know to cap a fight, he probably can just like 
you know think of any fight like right off the ba- uh, right off the yeah. top of his mind. So kind of bummer that we we're uh, missing out on him. Uh, yeah, well, MMA odds were never that tight, to be honest, compared to NFL or so, or like NBA or something, where they've got that down to an arts. Whilst MMA, yeah, you can make decent, consistent profit. Yeah, I, I think the, so, one of the one of the uh, things that actually came up, and uh, I don't know if you heard about the uh, United yeah. States uh, legalizing, yeah. uh, you know, gambling. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So uh, people were saying like the casual like sports commentators and ESPN yeah. people and shit like that. That's gonna help the books because they're gonna be given the most basic advice ever. You know, the guys who yeah. are good speakers and good TV personalities who only have a kind of yeah. rudimentary knowledge of the sport. Of course, uh, yeah. they're they're gonna be promoting a bunch of bullshit while you uh the people who really know their shit are going to be making money on the lines which is hopefully hopefully true uh especially yeah. with the ufc going to espn if we start seeing like skip bayless or uh i don't, I don't know if you know those guys they're just straight jack yeah, yeah shannon sharp uh um yeah, yeah. so uh yeah hopefully uh that 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 starts to get the wheels in motion soon in america yep all right, next fight, uh, another good matchup. Zach Cummins taking on Michael Pizaris. Uh Pizaris moving up to lightweight, being forced to move up to lightweight after missing weight three times out of four fights. Man, that's insane. Uh, you know, beating some pretty good competition. Dude's on a six-fight win streak in the UFC. Uh, you know, beating Gilbert Burns, that's probably his best win. Also beating uh, Des- Desmond Green in his last fight. Um you know, but that was in Brazil. He missed weight by five pounds. It's not, you know, it's a huge advantage in that fight. Uh, no, Desmond Green, not all, also not the most uh, legit yeah. uh, competitor. But, uh, you Green's know. okay. He's not terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, he's, uh, Green's just like a mid-level grinder, wrestle grinder, um, lightweight, really. That's, yeah, and, uh, I mean, definitely, uh you know, not not to, not the hardest fighter to beat, though. Um, of course, yeah. So uh, Zach Cummings, uh, you know, also pr- pretty legit. Uh, his uh, UFC record is six and two. Only losses coming to Gunnar Nelson and Santiago Ponzinibbio. Uh, so you know, two pretty legit guys. You yeah. know, Gunnar is not not as good as we really thought, but Ponzinibbio obviously really yeah. legit. Um, and he uh, he's a uh, beat uh, Nicholas Dalby, Dominic Steele, uh, yeah. Nathan Nathan Coy in his last fight. Um, you know, so dude's got pretty good ground games. Got a lot of, a lot of submissions. Yep. Uh, pretty good finisher as well. Uh, you know, sixteen finishes compared to five decision wins. Um, yep. So uh, let me check out the odds on this one. Pretty sure it's almost evens, right? Minus. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's no. like one point. Yep. He's like minus one eighty, one seventy, or something now, isn't he? I see him. Um, Cummings, it's moved Cum- around. Cummings is minus one forty. Uh, it op- open. Uh, yeah, yeah it's Pizar- moved around a fair bit. Yep, Pizarro's opened at minus one fifty five, and he's jumped up to uh, minus one twenty. So the line line fl- line flipped on this one. I guess they're just thinking no. that Cummings is gonna, you know, his size is gonna come into factor yeah. here. And I mean, Pizarro yeah. is short, isn't he? He's like five foot three or something, isn't he? Like <laughs> no, really I, I don't think he could be like that. Profoundly short. Yeah, like five six or something. <laughs> five three. Five seven. Five seven. That's that's he's fucking that's actually terrible. Chad Mendes. That's terrible. He's actually Chad Mendes. <laughs> yeah, like that's... fucking Chad Mendes is coming back, isn't he? Yeah, that's, that, good. that's awesome, isn't it? Uh, I yeah. I was saying this last week. It's all like all of a sudden, like a couple years ago, Chad Mendes didn't have any fans. Nobody, you know, yeah. nobody really liked him. But he took takes two years off, and it's like, oh, Chad Mendes is coming back. Awesome. Um, I like Chad Mendes. Yeah, Chad yeah. Mendes is good. 
Yeah, like, for yeah, sure. Mendez Aldo too was like one of the best fights of all time. Yep, in terms I, of, like, skill. I got I got an idea. The poster on my wall. I got both Aldo Mendez posters on my yeah. wall. Uh, both of them were yeah. great fights. Um, but yeah, uh, I mean, five five foot reach advantage. Uh, yeah. Cummings to striking is pretty good. That's where well, five that, foot reach advantage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that would be good. I'd watch that. Yeah. Right. Um, is that, uh, is that what I said? Or yeah, five inches. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Whatever. Yeah. So uh, I mean, Cummings is probably gonna outstrike him on the feet, honestly. And I uh, I think he's yeah. Cummings is uh, way better on the ground too. So I wish I would have maybe uh, seen him open at plus odds. Maybe maybe it'll shift yeah. back down. I mean, he's only minus one forty yeah. now. Um. So who knows? I know some guys like just reading forums and reading like my, my chats and all that. There's people just seem to be really strongly in either direction passing. I just don't really see it. It, just, it seems like one of these because I don't quite like coming styles, but I don't I don't like like Pizarro's because he's just a huge lightweight, and like he won a lot of his fights off being a huge lightweight. Yeah, that's. I mean, the, and but Cummings kind of struggles with weight too. I think he missed weight really recently, right? Uh yeah, yeah like, second second recent fight I, he missed he missed weight so if he misses weight again uh I would yeah. bet, bet the freaking house on him with the six and zero record in in the UFC yeah. this year. Uh, Didn't he faint and damage his head or something when he's supposed to fight Tiago Alves? Wasn't it? It was uh, like three months ago. Yeah, bathroom. It was like a day or two before, and he just fell over and hit yeah. his head or something. Yep, says he injured his skull in a bathroom slip. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Coming oh. back five months later, um, yeah. So uh, good fight though. It should be interesting. Yeah, it should be good. Um, I think one of the closest matchups in the card is uh, this next one: Brandon Marino taking on uh, Alex Pantoja. Uh, Marino's last fight was against uh, Pettis. He was supposed to f- take on Ray Borg, but uh, yeah. at a two two twenty three. But uh, unfortunately, Adali had other plans. Yep. But uh, I mean, before that loss to Mariah or uh, Pettis, excuse me, uh, Marina was looking pretty good in the UFC. Came out of nowhere, was a huge dog against Luis Smolka, and uh, choked him out in the first round. Yeah. And uh, you know, beat uh, Ryan Benoit in a pretty close fight, uh, yeah. split decision, and uh, then ended up uh, choking out uh, Dustin Ortiz, who's very very good wrestler. Yeah. Uh, super good on the ground, and he was able to uh, choke him out. But uh, Pettis was able to pretty much stuff his takedowns, uh, outwork him, and uh, outstrike him as well. Uh, So Marino's ground game is really good, and uh, I think that's where Pantoja's strong house is too as well. Um, But compared, uh, the thing I think is going to be a factor in this fight is uh, the the way uh, Alexander Pantoja handled Dustin Ortiz on the ground was yeah. uh, pretty nonchalant. Like, he had his back for, like, four minutes in the first or second yeah. round, I believe, and just, yeah. like, couldn't sink in a choke. Um, and I think I, he might have had it twice in the fight, the body triangle, like, yeah. full body triangle, and just couldn't couldn't sink in the choke while Marino, in fact, was. So, I mean, it, you're kind of MMA math in it here, but yeah. uh, I, I know uh, Pantoja's well, super Pantoja good has beaten Marino. <laughs> he has what? On um, Ultimate Fighter. Uh, oh, he beat him already. Yeah, he stopped him in the. Oh yeah, look at that! Round. Look at that! Insane! It's a re- it's a rematch. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh yeah. So I guess my MMA math uh, it didn't calculate right. Uh, interesting. I didn't even know Marina was on the Ultimate Fighter. That's insane. Yeah, he got knocked out in the first round, and the it's funny because he got knocked out in the first round. He had a before anybody else in the Ultimate Fighter had a fight for the UFC because they were actually still in the house. Major sort of took off. 
Yeah, right. Off the other guys and he, the ultimate fighter were just all stuck in the UFC. Yeah, he uh, checked out. So, yeah, yeah uh, this this fight will be interesting. I, I that's uh, I didn't know about that rematch. Now I can see why the line is uh is really close. Uh, yeah. So Pantoja is minus one twenty five and uh, Marino's plus one hundred five. Uh, I think yeah. it, it might have opened at uh, even no. Uh, Marino actually opened as a, as a dog. Uh, minus yeah. 170 so a lot of action has come in on uh, uh, the reverse way on Pantoja's way so uh, yep. se- seems like that, that rematch is going to be a, a pretty big factor in people's uh, decision making yep. for the line I like my issue Marino is he's like an opportunist at flyweight which is the worst place to be an opportunist because people tend to do things correctly because they even he didn't sub um, he got the um, head kick or something on Ortiz and he grabbed the guillotine I think he didn't sub him cold. He just, uh, I think he he just kind of club and sub. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a huge head kick or something. He just came out. I think Ortiz was like cruising, was beating him fairly handily. Then Ortiz got dropped and Reno just grabbed the guillotine or whatever it was. Interesting. I yeah. just think that, you know, Pantoja's got the grappling. Um, yeah, he's definitely got better. He just, he just does skill. things correctly, which will stop Reno getting, picking up his um, opportunistic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... That's true, and I mean he's yeah way more technical in in his uh, yeah. you know just overall skill. I think we, like you said, yeah. uh, Marino kind of just maybe snatches subs after he rocks people. Um, yeah. But uh, you know who knows he he might be able to rock Pantoja on the feet because I don't think Pantoja's striking is too good, is it? It's not particularly great, remember? Um, yeah, this, yeah, it, this yeah, should, Pantoja should be a good a lot of yeah. scrambles, yeah, a lot of scram- lot of scrambles. I mean, flyweight fights are, uh, you know, usually pretty yeah. exciting, honestly, uh, from a technical yep. standpoint. Um, yeah, so, true. Uh, next and fight. Also, Marino's cardio isn't great for flyweight. Isn't great. For, yeah, like, he really, you know, he really struggled. Tennis, he just, yeah. yeah, he just died after the second round. That's true, <laughs> but that uh, that one was in uh, Mexico City, so it's hard yeah, to, hard to hold him accountable for that. But I know, yeah, definitely know what you mean. He he really. Str- I mean, you, he, it's not like he he didn't know about the elevation. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, he's Mexican. He's yeah. born in Mexico City, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, man, that would be that would be even worse. Uh, <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, born in Tijuana, Yeah, still he is Mexican. Still yeah, but but, Mexican. but I, I guarantee you, he must have done his camp at elevation. Like nobody else would have. Like, you know, I bet you the uh, the business in Mexico City is incredible when the UFC comes to town because like 24 yeah. people are going to be renting out like properties and on the, yeah. the 8800 elevation but I don't think they really yeah, go actually. I don't think they're planning on going back there because it's so it's so like particular they have decent cards there and I think it pays it sells out pretty well they'll probably put another fight night there and they'll probably get put yeah 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 Rodriguez on it but that's done yeah right too late exactly li- too late uh, Who else have the Mexicans gotten the Mexican fighters? They have, they have a good amount, yeah. They like, could they could fill ones. they could fill up a card. They just need a, a headliner. But honestly, you don't even need a Mexican headliner. You get a headline with you know just a good fight and a bunch of Mexican fighters in the card and just get it started. If they did like Gastelum versus the winner of um, what you call it, um, Romero um, Whitaker, that wouldn't be bad. Cause that would that'd be a decent Mexican pay per view. Yeah, that's true. Or like, um, if, I honestly think that if Wonderboy beats Till, we might see Gastelum versus Wonderboy for middleweight title shot. Really? You think? Like, you, it's, it's, you think? Well, like I, don't think I don't think Wonder. I, you know, middleweight is razor thin. Nah, I think we, I think we might see a, a Gastelum Weidman rematch or something. I don't know. I'd like to see Weidman get one more Weidman's win. Weidman's like, Weidman's just like not doing anything anymore. Yeah, what the, I did, I did, why does Weidman take that fight again? I think like, I feel like that fight goes roughly the same way. Like I don't see why Gastelum takes it because Gastelum 
it's probably going to lose. It's probably going to lose against Wyvern the second time. Yeah, so I think Gaslin's gone much better. Well, yeah, I don't Gaslin know. I mean, he he, he did. Uh, and Gaslin didn't look didn't look bad in that fight. You know, he was stuffing a lot of takedowns, and he really made him work. And he also rocked the shit out of uh, him in the first round. You know, he blasted yeah. him with that left. But um, yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard for them to take the rematch, especially because the fight only happened, you know, ten months ago. But man, middleweight is yeah. dead as doorknobs right yeah. now. I see. Like, honestly, if I'm Wonder Boy, like, what happens doesn't seem running. And if he beats Till, he knows he's not gonna get because he's Wonder Boy. It's just it's not gonna happen anytime soon. And he's already so, he's yeah, already beat Whitaker. He's already he's, beat... he's got a win over the champion. Yeah, so I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's not a bad idea. I don't see him jumping up to, to the toe shot right away, but I definitely see him moving up. Uh, yeah, Wonder Boy versus Gastelum for the next title shot after this current one, I'd say. He should have already moved up in my mind. Um, you know, really makes sense to me. Just bulk up, and I don't know, just uh, work on your takedown defense in case you have to fight Yohel Romero. Yeah, but I mean, shit, he would. I think he would do well in that against Yohel Romero. Yeah. Like he, he, yeah, you just gotta, you know, keeping him at dis. Uh, I don't know. It might be hard to avoid the takedown, but keep, yeah, but Yoel Mara gasses anyway. You like uh, you leave Yoel Mara gas. That's true, and I mean he's been winning more fights lately by just knocking people out on the feet or some shit like that, yeah. uh, as opposed to you know wrestle wrestling fucking them or yeah. something. Um, but he might choose to employ that game plan of uh, just grind and wrestling against Wonder Boy because he know it would be successful. Yep. All right, so next fight we got Poliana Bothello taking on Siri uh, Kondo. Never heard of either of these ladies. Um, uh, Bothello has a win over Pro Gonzalez at uh, UFC 216. And Kondo, uh, it, let's see. She is a former professional wrestler, kickboxer, and now she's moved on to mixed martial arts. She has one win against Chen Mi Jun in uh, Saint Pru versus Okami in Japan last year. So she's thirteen and one kickboxing. Uh, I, I I don't know how legit uh, you know her opponents are or anything like that, or you know how legit her uh, opponents were in Pancrease. Uh, I can check yep. her, I can check their MMA records, but uh, you know. She seems to have a lot of a lot of experience, more so than uh. I think uh, does Bothello have a lot of uh, amateur fights? Let me check their sure sure dog page. No, no, no amateur fights coming up. But uh, she's pretty pretty world class on the ground. Training out of Nova Uniao, I I assume she's a black belt. Um, but uh, you know, it seems like a uh, I I don't I'm kind of just guessing on this fight because I don't know much. But it seems like a kickboxer versus uh grappler matchup. Uh, you, do you know anything about them? Uh, I remember Konho, Kondo versus um, the Korean girl was really bad. It, it just was not a good fight for anybody. <laughs> I think Matello wins because she's like, cause Kondo and Michi just were terrible. That was a really bad fight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, per, per, per Gonzalez is, you know, not not you know good, but uh, certainly, yeah. certainly uh, Invicta quality yep. uh so uh i guess it went over hers uh, holds a little more uh weight than the the other yep. the korean broad um so uh we won't really spend much time in that fight because we don't we don't really know what we're talking about uh and we're kind of just yep. you know guessing it uh, let me check the odds though um uh is a minus, minus, one, minus 165 oh. so yeah that might be a little value there 
but I should probably watch tape before I really make decision. Um, next fight, Gabriel Benitez, minus 225, taking on uh, Humberto Bande, plus 185. Gabriel Benitez looked really good in his last fight against uh, Hick Diaz, uh, Jason Knight. Just pretty yep. much outclassed him for three rounds. Uh, but before that, lost to uh, Enrique Barzola, lost to Andre Feely. Uh, you know, he's... Uh, you know, I I guess uh, he's yeah, it's pretty legit, right? He's got good striking. Yep. Uh, I don't know about his, I don't know yeah, much about his yeah, game. Yeah, Benito's got a great job. He's got great straight punches. Bandana is just opportunist, pretty much. And yeah, I think there's a decent chance he might be able to find something. Yeah, Benito's looks like he's been hitting his stride lately. Yeah, I mean, so but... with Jason Knight, who knows how much that's worth? Because Jason Knight seems to have mentally collapse. Yeah, after, he, he looked um, terrible in that fight. Thomas. Yeah, he looked so so bad in that fight. It was insane, uh, and it's kind of hard to you know in, uh, ex- what to expect from uh, Bonday. He's only got one fight in the UFC, and it lasted lasted yeah. thirty seconds. It was kind of like a not a fluke, but it kind of was like a uh, he didn't even know if he was throwing a knee or a kick, and it kind of just hit him in the shin and knocked him out. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure he knew what he was doing, but it was it looked it was a very weird knockout. Yeah. Um, but dude, dude's got tons of finishes on on his record. Uh, Oh. Don't worry yeah, um, about I think him. He looks like a fun prospect, but I'm just not sure. I don't know enough about him. There really isn't that much to know about him at this point, too. Yeah, I wonder if uh, I wonder if there's any Get tape it. on his uh, on his fights from uh, King of the Cage. Uh, uh, he has a uh, you know fair, fairly uh, decent competition. He's uh, you know fought against uh, against the, on the uh, regional scene. So uh, I don't know. I don't know. Should be uh should be a good fight. Uh, minus two ten seems pretty worthy for uh, Benitez or minus two twenty five. Excuse me. Yep. Uh, next fight: Enrique Barzola taking on Brandon Davis. Brandon Davis yep. open minus or plus one twenty five. That's what I bet him at. Feeling like a chump right yep. now because he's plus one sixty. But oh yep. well. Um, I don't know. Brand, I thought. I don't. I, I'm kind of using their last fights as uh, a comparison, but I thought Brandon Davis looked really good in his last fight, and Barzola looked just just average. You know, Barzola beat Matt Bissette. Brandon Davis yep. looked beat uh, Steven Peterson or Pinkson or yeah Peterson, I think. Um, yeah, but Brandon Davis's striking just looked really really good in that fight. Uh, he looked really slick. He had some cardio problems before yep. the fight, but uh, he was uh, looking good in the third round. Uh, I'm pretty, yep. sure, pretty sure he won 30-27, and uh, he looked pretty pretty shit against Kyle Bochniak in his fight before that. But, uh, yeah. I mean, Kyle Bochniak, I'm not the highest-level competitor, but, you know, pretty decent. Nope. Uh, but, you know, that's kind of a bad loss. But, uh, you know, Barzola, not 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 perfect. You know, he's, he hasn't, hasn't fought too high competition like, you know, Chris Avila. <laughs> yep. And uh, but I mean he's got a win over Gabriel Benitez last year, so that's that's pretty legit. On a three yep. fight win streak. Um, yep. So uh, what, what, any opinion on this one? Um, I like I don't mind Brandon Davis, but this was always guys who come to, um, what you call it, um, contender contender series. You know, we haven't really had much of a record yet. Um, yeah, I think it's. Uh, I'm just passing most of these most of these um, fights to be honest. I think they're priced about right. Yeah, you know, maybe some light, probably more potential doing it live because you get a feel where people are where people are at. Well, you know, just kind of mediocre. <laughs> you know, just mediocre um, weights really. Yep. Yeah, not the too. Division's not very too, deep. Not too high level. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, obviously, I mean, I'm a little bit on the money line, so I think Brandon Davis probably win a decision. Hopefully, yeah. but um, 
Yeah, not impossible for him to lose, obviously. Uh, Barzal being the favorite. Um, so uh, next fight is uh, Henry yeah. Brinones taking on Frankie Sainz. Brinones, uh losing three fights in a row, um, and also his yeah. only win in the UFC is coming over Guido Canetti. Uh, yeah. So I mean, he's fought in pretty pretty stiff fucking competition. That's the only thing, yeah. the only problem I give him credit with. Cody Garbrandt, uh, Douglas Silva, DeAndrade, Mini Lineker, and uh, Hani Aya. You know, one of the best grapplers in the in the UFC. Yeah, he's like the only one to take Garbrandt's with decision so far, isn't he? Uh, yeah, go, like, yeah. The yeah. Besides uh, Cruz. Um, oh yeah, true. I forgot about that. Yeah, but Cruz got absolutely shit kicked out of him. Yep, trigger out class. I was so annoyed he didn't get the KO there. <laughs> I feel like if Garbrandt had actually like gone for it, he would have been able to stop him. But it's every time Garbrandt dropped him, he just sort of did a dance and went back staring at him. That's true. That was kind of that was kind of weird. But I think uh, the decision a win over itself was very very impressive within his you know within yeah. itself. But oh, I mean obviously a knock fun. obviously a knockout would have been way more decisive yeah. because Cruz never been knocked out before, right? Um, yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, Frankie Sines, you know, also losing three fights in a row against, again, really stiff competition. Uh, Faber, yeah. uh, Wyland, not so much. And Augusta Mendez, pretty good. And he was probably on the sauce when he fought him. Um, cause yep. he just popped. But, I mean, he, uh, was able to win against Marab Divashali, but he also got taken down 12 times. And, you yep. know, Devashali is, you know, a, a, a good wrestler, but nothing, nothing yep. incredible. You know, uh, he's got, he's got yeah. good base and that's his game, but nothing incredible. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, so, I mean, hard to, hard to, you know, pick, uh, either of these guys cause they, uh, you know, looked pretty bad in their last four fights, but, uh, let's see what the line I is at. I think value side's probably beyond. I think science probably wins the decision, to be honest. It yeah. was last time Sainz really emphatically won a fight. True. Uh, I mean, almost never, probably. Against uh, <laughs> Guido, Guido Canetti, obviously. Um, but, uh, so, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, I mean, plus, plus, what is he, 240? That's insane. Who the hell is laying juice on uh, Sainz at minus 280? Like, how can you be confident yeah. in that? that uh guy yeah. so uh i mean yeah i uh minus three and a half points i guess would be yeah. a, a, a very safe bet on uh on uh Bri nunez because i mean when the yeah. fuck i mean it's pretty unlikely that science is going to finish him too unless he gets caught with some yeah. fluke uh, tr- uh choke or yeah. something yep but all right uh yep. l- last fight on the card is uh we got uh shit man where, where the hell did it go uh Claudio Puelas versus Felipe Silva. Puelas... Silva's not bad. Yeah. Was... Knocked the fuck out by um, Tysonov. True. Really, uh, really but not bad. But he's, he's looked, he's looked uh, pretty good in the UFC besides that, right? Uh, yeah. Puelas, on the other he's hand, one. not so much. Uh, Puelas, only one fight in the UFC so far on the Ultimate Fighter finale. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Uh, well, I forget the gentleman's name who, who beat the, uh, knocked yeah. him out. Um, Martin Bravo. So yeah, Martin Bravo. Yeah. He didn't really look too good on the feet at all. He looked kind of helpless, yeah. like he didn't know he was doing. Shot for a bunch yeah. of really bad takedowns, and that was that yeah. fight was almost two years ago too. So uh, you know, inactivity is kind of a problem. Felipe Silva, although he did get knocked out in his last fight, he's been uh, fairly fairly active in, in his. Uh, I yeah. don't know. No, one fight in 2016, yeah. one in 2017. So not really so yeah. much. I mean, I gotta like to see him get take some time off after that knockout, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, Felipe yeah, Silva um, being minus three hundred. I don't know about that, but I mean, I can't, I, I can't really see. Felipe's, 
a good striker. I think he, this, this should be about right. Yeah, I mean, I, just, I can't see... I just see. don't think Claudio has many ways of beating him, to be honest. Yeah, unless unless he really worked on his takedowns or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Silva pretty accurate at, you know, 70, yeah. 75% around there. Um, but, man, overall, this card is uh, pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, it, it reminds I me... I think there'll be some... There'll be some decent fights, I imagine, but like on paper, there's nothing here. Yeah, and especially in a main event taking a hit. Uh, I've, maybe the, yeah, you know, Borg and Marino, that would have been a good, that would have been a good fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, a, a Shogun and Vulcan, that would have been a good fight. That got, so this yeah. card has gotten f- fucked up by injuries. So, all things considered, it's not terrible, but definitely on like five or six out of ten uh, yeah. range, you know? Yeah. Even Vulcan, like that, that would have either been like, Vulcan inside to a minute, or would have been Shogun by like ugly, ugly, ugly split decision. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I got faith in I have faith in uh, Shogun, and I kind of fell off the hype train uh, for uh, Homeboy Vulcan, you know. But I mean, yeah. dude still hits. He still even rocked the, uh, you know, Cormier. Not rocked him, but he hit him pretty hard in the first round with some yeah. shots. Definitely could put Corm- the Shogun away. Cormier has been rocked in like what was last five fights or something. Yeah, well, he's hittable. I don't think yeah, I mean, he's never. He's uh, obviously besides the. Uh, no, I mean Gustafson knee that knee. You know Jones rocked him. Yeah. So yeah, I'll be he's definitely Stipe hittable. Doesn't finish him. I'm expecting Stepe just knock him out in the first. I just, I just don't see what Cormier's gonna do. That's like Cormier can't really shoot on him because he's fucking huge. Oh, and no, Cormier's I think just there to be hit. I think I think him. I think it's gonna be close, man. I think I think uh, I mean. Besides, uh, we've never seen Cormier knocked out. Besides, besides uh, Jones, and yep. I mean, he really, he really set that shit up like beautifully. Yep. And I don't think that uh, that Cormier or Stipe has the same striking level as Jones. Yep. Obviously, he hits fucking hard and is a murderous puncher. Yep. But uh, I think a box boxing uh, skill wise, I mean, Cormier moves a lot faster. I think his hands yep. are faster. And I mean, he's, yep. I think, still got the wrestling advantage. And, you know, bulking up, he's eating whatever the fuck he wants. He's not dieting. I think their size in there is going to be within 10, 15 pounds. Uh, yep. I can't, can't wait for that fight. Is that good for Cormier, though? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, I know. He's being, I don't, yeah, I, Cormier is probably heavy point. at heavyweight. Good point, man. I mean, how good can you be eating when you're at heavyweight? Like, you could really eat whatever you want. Um, I mean, Cormier, if he was, like, skinny skinny, if he was, like, jacked, could probably make, like, middleweights. Like, he'd probably be, like, a big... Is Cormier bigger than Luke Rockhold? Like, actually, like, physically? Uh, I mean, I think he... Uh, Luke Rockhold's uh, a huge dude for middleweights. I think Cormier is only, like, 5'11", 6 foot, maybe. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, exactly. uh, Rockhold's like three inches taller, and I, I I bet you they weigh around the same though out of camp. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean yeah, maybe so maybe Cormier Rockhold outrace him a little bit now because of he's going up, but shit, man. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna be, and I mean I'm scared for DC because if he loses, it's gonna be hard to drop back down to uh you know start cutting that weight again and you know we'll go back yeah. to fighting who Gustafson again. It's like it's gonna be hard yeah. to get the motivation up. But so I'm I definitely would... definitely cheering for DC in this one. I think he retires either way, to be honest. I think if he wins, he retires and that, no. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, don't, I, think he's, I think he's got two more left. Two more? I just, unless he gets a Jones... Unless he gets a Jones trilogy, I just don't see why he... What's left for DC? Yeah, if he, if he beats Stipe, he, he, sort of, he sort of just ticks the box saying he's one of the top five guys of all time, or top ten guys of all time, and he can move on. Yeah, short of, another, short of being able to actually beat Jones, I just kind of... His legacy is kind of set. That's true, but I mean, I think, I think I think he would. I would. I think he would take another Jones fight, right? 
Of course he would. Like, will Will Jones be back? Will That's he be true. off of it? I don't. I don't really will want. To, I don't really want to see it. No. Yeah. Um, I think Jones is sort of showing he's better, kind of. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Right. He's he's had his chance. I don't know, but I mean, yeah. Cormier looked pretty good. He I th- he might have won the first two rounds, you know, before getting caught. Yeah. But who the fuck cares uh, when he was setting up the shit the entire time, you know? Um, I had I had Cormier. I think one one. I think I had like one one coming into the third. Yeah, I should like, be, yeah, I should Cormier was actually it. looking competitive there. I was surprised that it was a fucking head kick knockout because I mean, John Jones' striking is like his work, his striking power is like pretty weak. Yeah, I know, but I mean, yeah, his, that was his, just because Cormier leaned into it. Yeah, that's true. He just timed it wrong. Yeah. But that's the, the that's Amin's the be- that's the beauty of the setup, though. He was expecting yeah. it to the body and lean and. Yeah. So uh, we've been talking for two hours. You got time to stick around for like a you know a couple a couple more minutes talking about these uh, uh, awards, or do you got to go? I got an extra ten minutes or so if you're down to anything yep. you want to pick out. Yep, for, for sure. So uh, we're uh, the uh, they released the uh, fighters only uh, magazine M- uh, uh, world MMA awards uh, a couple yeah. days ago, and uh, we're just gonna go through the the. You can uh, p- try to pull these up on your screen, and uh, I've got the list here. Oh, you got them nice. So uh, the uh, uh, fighter of the year, we got uh, Bader, Dos Anjos, Whitaker, uh, Mighty Mouse, or Holloway. Uh, I got I got Holloway. I got Whitaker, but Holloway Whitaker about the same to me. Yeah, I mean Whitaker. Yeah, Ryan Bader obviously just should win it. Fucking, Ryan Bader's a fucking man, and you know, I still feel bad Ryan Bader never got his title shot in the UFC. And yeah, yeah it's he, he let him is go. good. He, He's yeah. very good. Yeah, I mean, we can. I mean, we didn't get to uh, talk about Bellator much really, but I mean, he starts King Mo this weekend. Um. All right. So the next uh, next one is female fighter of the year. Uh, we got the options are Julia Budd, Andrea Lee. Uh, don't some Hawaiian girl whose name is too long to uh, pronounce. Uh, Chris Cyborg and Rose Namajunas. That's pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, Rose, yeah, Rose all day. Yep, Thug Rose. I mean, Cyborg had a good year, obviously, but no, no, yeah. no her level of competition is just nowhere near. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, you know, Namajunas knocking out uh, Watterson and then knocking out uh, Joanna. Did just she sub? Incredible. Yeah, it was a good year. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, she did choke her out. Um, yeah. Breaks. It was like it was off a head kick, wasn't it? She head kicked the bench guard. Oh, you know, she, bl- she blasted her with the head kick. Yeah, just ins- yeah. Um, breakthrough fighter of the year, Martin Nguyen. Don't even know who that is. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir. Uh, one F. He's oh, like one okay. F C dude. He won like two titles in one year. Oh, really nice. Yeah, he, he might be even be it. Uh, Ortega, Brent, uh, Darren Till, and Ngannou. I think uh, like Darren Till in terms of, like public image, I guess like in terms of, like breakthrough. Yeah, that's I'd true. Probably say- I'd say like Darren Till because like I feel like Vulcan or the other three I just don't feel like it will have that much staying, staying power yeah I keep uh, feeling like Brian Ortega yeah, is would... one day just going to like lose five because he just doesn't have much technique well he has technique but he just doesn't fight properly I don't know I, 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 I really like Ortega I mean I think uh, fight wise I think he would be the winner just because he's had the I think was, I think he yeah. had three fights in, within the year that were just insane that was um uh, was what, that before the Mo- Frankie Edgar fight though? Because this is for 2017. Yeah, right? it was. So I'm, but uh, but I'm including yeah, yeah, the uh, yeah, yeah Guida. Oh no, that was the year before. But uh, Moise Kano come back. That was a crazy fight, and then he I just outclassed uh, Cub Swanson. So two good performances, yeah. but I wouldn't say the breakthrough of the year. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I Darren yeah, Till think- is more so in that that uh, aspect. Yeah. International fight of the year: uh, Vulcan, uh, Martin Nguyen, Darren Till, Whitaker, and Usman. I guess you got to go Whitaker, yeah. right? 
Yeah, no shit, Whitaker. Hold yep. on. Fight of the year. All right, I got a bone to pick with this shit. Uh, they don't even have the fight of the year on this list. Uh, they <laughs> they got Whitaker versus Romero. That w- how how. I mean, okay. That was okay. It was, it was okay. Yeah. Terrible. <laughs> no, but uh, that's definitely the worst one on this list. Uh, this oh. one and uh, one FC I have not seen. Nope. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje, incredible fight. Justin Gaethje, Michael yep. Johnson, incredible fight. Yep. Uh, Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier, okay yep. fight, but I, I cannot call it fight of the year with it being a, like a no contest. Um, yeah. you, you know a fight I'm talking about, which is fight of the year, right? What, back to Kelkins? Uh, no, no, uh... Nah. Uh, there's, there's a bunch of good fights last year, honestly. Yancey um, Medeiros versus, uh, Alex Oliveira. Uh, I get, yeah, that was a good fight. I just felt like it was a bit, was a bit sloppy, even though I've liked Oh, that's, that's, that's what I love yeah. about it. I think, I mean, I think Gaethje Johnson was sloppy in that. I don't know, that was pretty technical. I think, yeah, Gaethje Johnson's probably the best one. I think Gaethje, I preferred Gaethje Johnson to Gaethje Alvarez, because Alvarez just kind of won that fight. Me too, yeah. Like, you know, Gaethje was swinging back, but... There was never really any moments where Alvarez was in danger. Yeah, maybe the first round, like might have won, but yeah, uh, Alvarez had yep. his number from then on. Yeah, exactly. He just, you know, Alvarez was just taking part. Yeah, and it's then, exciting because Gaiju keeps swinging back. But I think the finish in that one was a little crazier, and and yeah, uh, you know, it was. A, I don't know. I didn't expect him to, you know, finish yeah. him. And I didn't. I didn't even expect uh, Alvarez to win that one. But uh, you yeah. know, having watched Gaethje and, and World Series of Fighting and kind of knowing what a wimp uh, Michael Johnson was, I, I the entire time that fight, I knew that like he's eating these shots like for fun right now. He's gonna come back. Yeah, uh, yeah true. Uh, so knockout of the year: uh, Matt Brown, Diego Sanchez, the uh, nasty elbow, Benil Daryush getting need to oblivion by uh, Barbosa. Yeah. Paul Daly, uh, flying knee versus Brendan Ward, Engano's shovel punch versus uh, Overeem, and uh, Pico's uh, left hook to uh, Justin Lin. Um, I would go. Barbosa, come on, yep, that was yep, crazy. Yeah, Barbosa, no doubt. Just so te- yep. so much technique behind it too, like with the timing and. I bet on Barbosa, and I was like, "Fuck, Barbosa's lost this." I, just, I looked away to charge my phone, and as I looked away, he fucking <laughs> kills him. Oh, oh, man. I was like, "What the fuck." Yeah, the the timing of that thing was just be- so beautiful. It came out of nowhere too, because Darius was winning that fight pretty comfortably. Yep, he was up uh, like you know he was up around. He was out jabbing Barbosa, and then he, Barbosa just catches him. Uh, sub of the year, easy. Not even gonna read them all. D- yeah. D- uh, flying armbar, suplex yeah. armbar. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Brett yeah. John's calf slice wasn't bad. Was a bit oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. They were, they were uh, the other ones are nice. Obviously, that Ortega guillotine was beautiful, but. Uh, I, I just think it was just so insane yeah. that armbar. Yeah. Uh, comeback of the year: Gaethje Johnson, Uriah Hall, Christoph Joko, Nathaniel Wood, Josh Reed, uh, Bektik Elkins, and uh, Derek Lewis, Travis Brown. Elkins, Elkins is fucking crazy. Yep. That's one of my favorite moments ever. Yep. When the yeah the freaking roar yeah that's the best yeah. one. Upset of the upset of the year. Uh, let's see, Ro- Thug Rose, I think, right? Yeah. No shit. Uh, I mean. Freeman uh, Pico might have been better odds wise, but uh, nah. I bet on Elkins, and I was just like, this, <laughs> I won on Elkins, but I knew that like plus I, Elkins was not valuable at plus eight hundred. Yes, he won that, but he shouldn't have won that. Bechtel yeah. should have gotten TKO in the first. Yeah, like yeah. I would stop that fight in the first if I was the referee. Yeah, but you gotta just admire that freaking savage. Uh, yeah. uh, coach of the coach of the year. Uh, this one's hard to pick. Uh, yeah. I mean Rufus. Uh, I guess he had Woodley. Uh, I don't know. Wit. Um, Wit. Wit. Namajunas. 
Dreyfus? No, she's Trevor Whitman. Oh, Trevor Whitman. And then, so I guess he would get it, honestly, because uh, yeah. I mean, Frost the Hobby had a good year with GSP, but uh, Matt Hume good year with uh, uh, DJ and Dwayne Ludwig, I guess, good year with TJ. But he's Whitaker's coach. I've actually, never actually looked into this. Yeah, though, I think I he mean, tries out Sydney, doesn't he? It's yeah, like, just like an Australian. Yeah, game. he's got to be on an Aussie man. PMA Super Martial Arts Center. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's crazy, be. you know, he's like, you know, Google, funny, Google I, it, look at I, what it looks like. I think, uh, uh, what's it called? What? Uh, Mar- the it's Marshall Center. City Regional Gym. Um, yeah, I think the, the three of the coaches are on there for, like, one of their photos wins. You know, Ludwig's yeah. on there for, it, all in 217, you know, uh, which yeah. is funny. I mean, I, I think I'll go with Whitman, just because he transformed uh, Nam Yunus. Yeah, to women, go women. Uh, trainer of the year, who cares? Gym of the year. Uh, man, none of these five gyms deserve it in my mind. Gracie Technics, uh, what is that? Is that Brian Ortega's gym? Can't... Which one, Gracie? Oh, isn't he with um? He's with the um. Henner Gracie. Which Gracie? He's with the um Gracie's to do the um breakdowns. Isn't yeah, that's, that's, I can't remember the this, this is Honolulu. Yeah, I don't even know. Who, I get maybe maybe it's uh where Holloway trains. Uh, Holloway's, I'm guessing. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so yeah, I would go yeah. with them over. I don't know, TriStar, ATT, uh, Kings. I don't know, ATT. They have, a, they have. I don't know. I guess they, when their champions are good, their high level guys yeah. are good, but their low level guys need work. Yeah. Uh, ref of the uh, ref. Yeah, of the, ATT has like fifty guys in the UFC. So, I mean, you can't yeah. really blame them for having the control issues. That's true. Uh, yeah, ref- if you have that many guys, you're gonna have some shit fighters. <laughs> Referee of the year. Uh, I got Big John McCarthy. Uh, I like her. I, I just like Herb Dean because I've met Herb Dean and I like Herb Dean. That's all my entire really. criteria. <laughs> yeah, he's a little inconsistent, but with the early stoppages. But eh, I don't. I don't. I think he's still very good. Uh, Herb Dean, or oh, watch court. Um, Lee versus uh, what's his name? Yeah, the guy got choked. The, Ch- choke. the mother's guy. Uh, the guy's Masagati. No, um, Kevin Lee versus the guy choked out. Before, Mario uh, Yamasaki. Kevin... Try... Yeah, but who was the um, guy who was choking out? Mike Chiesa. Yeah, I, I felt like that that entire controversy was stupid. Yeah. Chiesa was absolutely fucked. Yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, he was... I mean, I, you had to let him tap. You, you have to let him tap, but I mean... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, getting choked out is no big deal. With a knockout, it's more so, but... uh, yeah. All right, ring card of the year. That's kind of a stupid award, but the girl all the way to the right is the hottest, so her... All right, I'll go with your wisdom. Um, I've just got to, oh I've got the name so I can go I haven't, I haven't even got pictures ah uh, so. bummer Mercedes Terrell is her name um, I recognize Ariane Celeste's name that's the only one I recognize yep uh, I, I recognize Jenny Andrade too but I don't really know uh, this other girl Angela Erickson is pretty good or Anderson is pretty good looking too um, leading man of the year uh, I, I'm gonna go with this Chatri Sityatong Sityatong guy yeah man Dude, that guy's a genius uh, yeah, freaking da- Dana White hasn't hasn't done shit in forever, and you know this guy is yeah. you know again promotion of the year one FC man, like those guys yeah. are those guys are really transforming shit over there. They they added the kickboxing, yeah. they added Muay Thai, they added grappling matches, they're doing super fights, and they got that shit figured out. Um, personality. Charles Sutton every year. Charles Sutton uh, every year. Uh, yeah. I was gonna go DC in this one. I I, I really like DC. Um, nah. Coming as a commentator, I, I really like him. Yeah. Imagine Did Charles Sonnen pick- be doing commentary of Bellator? Uh, sure. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel like he's doing... 
I like I like watching his just videos talking about fights. You know, he makes like one minute Instagram videos. Yeah, talking. exactly. Yeah, John Anik. Yeah, Ima- imagine imagine voting for John Anik. LOL. <laughs> or or Rogan. Like, come on. Um, uh, analyst of the analyst year. Of the year. Oh God. Jimmy Jimmy Smith, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Uh, Pat Miller. Pat Miller knows who's talking about. Yeah. Uh, so does Brian Stan. I'm kind of pissed he was gone. I really like Brian Stan. Um, but. MMA programming. I'm gonna go with MMA Hour. I guess. Yes, I'd say UFC embedded. Yeah, the embedded's always good. Yeah, that's true. I I, I kind of I skipped it for this last pay per view though. Did you? I did too. But like, you if, if I can be fuck watching, then they tend to be. They tend to be yep. consistent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, good, interesting stuff. Uh, MMA media. I guess uh, MMA fighting. Uh, I say bloody elbow. MMA fighting just. Bloody Elbow tends to have the best opinions, if you get what I mean. MMA yeah, fighting they have the best good... the coverage. Yeah, that's true. They uh, have like, like the Bloody most... Elbow tends to have the best. Uh, quality, our best articles, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And journalist, I'm going with uh, Kareem Zidane. Um, he did all the Russian stuff, he, like on the um, Dagestan. Yeah, yeah man, he's good. he's there deep is. into that stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, Mind- Minderhall is good too. Uh, I mean, I, I I like all these guys except for John Morgan. Yep. Uh, is kind of mainstream with uh, ESPN, but he's still pretty legit. And equipment of the year. That's that's a stupid award. Uh, Reebok. Just kidding. Uh, tap out. Tap out every year. <laughs> is that it? that's not that's not even an option, is it? It's always an option in my heart. Oh, there you go. That's funny. Uh, I chose Hayabusa just because I like their shit the best. Um, all right. And uh, yeah. yeah, I guess that I guess that would be all. I don't think there's any uh, any uh, worthy stories you want to bring up in the past week, right? Uh, let me yeah, pretty think. much. Uh, Yair's so, pretty much the only big one. Oh, yeah, Yair Rodriguez getting cut because he turned down the fight. So what do you think about that? Do you think it's okay for him to turn down the fight? I, I think it is. I think People he turn should down be a, all yeah. the time. All the time, for various reasons. But I just don't get what the UFC was doing, put him in, putting him in there with... Um, Frank Yeager. Magomed Chiropov. Just, like, just give him an easy top 15 kickboxing match. Yeah. So you don't waste both your prospects. Yeah, and especially, I mean, they like, already uh, they already came, they already fucking mismatched him against uh, Frank Yeager. I don't Edgar. understand why. Yeah. Like, like, just give the guy, give the guy. You put the resources rest. and push behind him. Just do something with it. Don't just kill it for no reason. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> really, really bonehead thinking there. I gotta under, I gotta think that Bellator yeah. is probably gonna scoop him up right away and. Make yeah. like make a I don't know Gaston Bolaños versus uh, him that'd be incredible. Uh, you know you know who that is the spinning elbow guy right? Uh, which one the guy who um, knocked out Zahabi's brother or? Uh, no, he's in he's in Bellator. He's a former Muay Thai fighter and but he had like he had a spinning back kick or a spinning back yep. elbow knockout. Uh, his yep. name is Gaston Bolaños. Yep. Uh, and he yep. in Muay Thai he had like multiple multiple spinning elbow back uh yep. knockouts and he yep. ended up getting him in the ufc um yep. all right bilzer uh poirier alvarez that got officially announced thank god took took long enough uh yep. and uh, uh i guess else? i guess i guess that'll be all for for uh yep. for this uh i'll let you yeah, get out of here well. too it's been it's been fucking uh, forever it's probably the longest podcast yeah. in history um, just but, about. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, yeah, been fun. I've appreciated like get, getting to go into the odds. I mean, like I said, you yep. you know the ins and outs of the betting world. Obviously, yep. uh, making a small fortune last weekend. Uh, I hope yep. hope you continue uh, making some making some units at a steady level. And uh, yep. thanks a lot for coming on, man. Uh, yep. Definitely, definitely. Uh, uh, you know, fourteen hours is nothing. We just gotta plan it out uh, ahead of time, and we can we can accomplish it. 
Yeah, it's fine. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. Um, might have I just plug for my um, tipping site. Give me a second. Yeah, no problem. It's mma.tips slash gigabo. Stick uh, it in the description, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, say it one more time. I'll just link the two. www.betmma.tips slash gigabo. Easy enough. Nice, man. Yeah, yeah. 25% ROI. 14 bucks. 14 bucks an event. Works out pretty well. Yeah, I'm sure mate. my subscribers would be happy to recommend me. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's that's pretty legit, man. You get get given our tips and everything. Um, yeah, I've got. I've, I think I'm like the. I'm like top three or four people in the world in terms of like results at this point. Damn. Yeah, R- yeah. ROI over the amounts of bets I've done. Yeah, I'll have sure. to. I'll, I'll definitely link it in the in, in the tweet. So uh, once again, I want to thank my my guest Gugabe for coming on. Thanks for joining me. Hope to have you back on the uh, mar- the podcast soon. And whether you are ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens, Martians, any conscious being tuning into the podcast, I thank you for listening to episode eighteen. Hope you enjoy UFC Chile, and I'll catch you before UFC Liverpool next week. Peace.